Between all too early mornings and way too late nights, putting out fires and firing off new ideas, you deserve to be rewarded for growing your business. That's why American Express Blue Business Plus gives you two times membership rewards points on your first $50,000 in purchases per year. It's rewards that make running your business even more rewarding. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash Blue Dash Business Dash Plus. Amex Blue Business Plus. Built for business by American Express. Bill WD-40 into the Spreaker chat room. As always, Bill WD-40 will lube us up for tonight's show. And uh, Desert Rat, thanks for coming on in. Old Religion Dystopia 2, welcome to SOR chat. Thank you for joining us. And uh, who else we have? Angela Krause, how are you? Digger Dog, thanks for coming on in. Lily Pond and Jeff Steve Garvey. Jeff Steve Garvey will hit a home run for you. All you got to do is ask. And uh, wow, what a great Christmas. I had a great one, everyone. Uh, I, I started off on Christmas Eve where I took my son skating and we went and played some hockey outside. And then we got ready for Santa Claus that night. And Santa Claus came yesterday morning and... Uh, uh, it was just fantastic. It was uh, very quiet, uh, but we had a great dinner. Noble Patrick, how you doing? And uh, it was just a great, great day yesterday and leading into a very lazy day today. Thank you to Turkey Coma. We got eight seconds to go here before we launch. I'm going to ask a favor from all of you. Get your horns up, everyone. It's time to rock. Hey, hey, hey. of Central British Columbia to you listening around the world. This, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, Talkstream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at YouTube.com forward slash spaced out radio do old davy the favor hit that subscribe button you can follow us on twitter at spaced out radio instagram at spaced out radio show and on tiktok at spaced out radio our website is spaced out radio.com we have a plethora of features for you rock out to bumblefoot Read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. We got a power show for you tonight as Lon Strickler is here from fandomsandmonsters.com to talk about all the monsters among us in 2022. Then in hour number three, we're going to head to the swamp. Swamp Dweller brings in another spooky story and Grant uh, Baker will be filling in for Tim Senor on the UFO report tonight. Here we go. Lon Strickler, if you haven't heard him on this show before, is a Fortean researcher, author, and publisher of the syndicated Phantoms and Monsters blog at phantomsandmonsters.com. Once a month, he comes on in here to talk about the monsters among us in a ditty we call Strange Days. Now, Lon began his blog back in 2005 and it has steadily grown in popularity. Literally every month he gets tens of thousands of hits on his website and reports as well of strange creatures, monsters that people are seeing 
and seeking the truth, too. His research and reports have been featured on hundreds of online media sources, television shows, etc., and... Once a month, once again, Lon comes in here to grace us with his presence on the monsters that walk among us. Lon Strickler, I hope you had a great Christmas, my friend, and I'm looking forward to 2023. Our last show with you here in 2022, and thank you so much for coming here. Well, thanks for having me, Dave, and happy holidays to you and everybody in the chat. First off, I want to I want to say a big thank you to you. Uh, you know, it was back in January when we lost our good friend Butch Witkowski of this year, and you and I have talked a number of times about the loss and the hole that he leads. But the fact that uh, you would uh, come on in here and and fill in and take over from the loss of Butch on Strange Days really, really. Uh, made me feel good lawn because i don't think there were too many people out there that could fill the 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 giant shoes of of butch and you were able to do it admirably and you come on in here every month and i know you enjoy the show i know you enjoy the chats that we have and on behalf of spaced out radio i want to say a, a giant heartfelt thank you to you for coming in in such a difficult situation i know uh butch was very close with us he was even closer with you and you guys were like family. And for you to do that for us here at Spaced Out Radio in 2022 really, really uh, meant a lot to all of us, man. And, you know, we'll never get over Butch. I know you won't either. But uh, thank God that we had him for the time that we did. But for you to come on in, it's really made this show special, Juan. Well, I'm happy to do it. And uh, I was glad that you asked me to fill in. And, um yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's been it, it's been difficult. I mean, it's the uh, and especially this year, you know, with Butch passing in the beginning part of the year, and then we've been getting all these cryptic canine sightings in Pennsylvania uh, beginning in the spring, and uh, you know, we it's it's been tough to follow up on a lot of them, uh, but uh, you know, you know, I I still. I, I still think about him all the time, and, uh, you know, he's looking down on us, hopefully, and, uh, you know, we just keep on keep on getting it. Well, that's for sure, and, and you know what? Uh, the one thing about Butch that I always loved about him is, is the fact that he always, always was never afraid to say, I don't know what it is, and to mm-hmm. me... I think for any investigator in anything that we do with this type of topic, we don't know what we're dealing with. We don't know what a Bigfoot is. We don't know what a Mothman is. We don't know what a Dogman is or a bipedal canine. Heck, we don't even know what an alien and a UFO are if we want to get into real detail. And it takes real magical type people and very smart people like yourself, Butch, and many other investigators out there who are still in the minority of this all in trying to figure out what exactly is the phenomena and what exactly are we looking for. Yeah, I get criticized all the time for not coming up with an answer to stuff, you know. Uh, it's it's kind of frustrating, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie about it. I, if I do have some information, I'm going, you know, I'm going to put it out there. But, yeah, and Butch was the same way. We were like-minded in that, and if we don't know, we're going to try to find out, but we're not going to lie about it in the meantime. How difficult is that? Because people want answers. They oh, want yeah. answers, and yet there are yeah. no answers. yeah. I, 
Well, you know, I, I you know I post sites uh, sightings every day, and uh, I when I put it up on a forum or something, or even put it up on Facebook, a lot of times people come back to me and say, "Hey, you know, you got to what's the answer to this? What's going on?" Well, I don't know. I presented what I can, and you know, I leave it up to the readers to form their own basis or their own thoughts of what's going on for the most part. I mean, I can I can kind of put a little bit there with, you know, my theories. But as far as putting conjecture in there, I try not to do that. Uh, but, yeah, it is difficult. And uh, people do kind of expect a lot out of you. So, um, you know, it's part of the territory. Oh, very much so. You know, we get it here. And, and a lot of times where I'll get people in our chat room or people hit me up on our YouTube channel or even privately, and they'll be like, Dave, all we want is proof. Show us proof. Mm-hmm. Lon, mm-hmm. In, you know, 99% of the proof that we have is anecdotal proof. We have a story. We have a, you know, if you look at it from a journalism side or even a, a forensic police side, we have a lead. You know, but nobody today is buying, unless we're taking that photograph on our own, nobody is buying a photograph. Nobody is buying a video. CGI is just way too great where even a seven-year-old today can can edit things that are just fantastically incredible. You know, photographs are, are the exact same way with Photoshop. I mean, in your, in, in your eyes right now, are we better off today with the knowledge and technology that we have or are we better off in yesteryear where it was very easy to tell a hoax it was very easy to tell a fake video or a fake photo um i I think we are better off even though i'm like you i i i just don't trust for the most part a photograph or a video Uh, it is too easy to fake it so what you got to do is when you do get it you present it as is and, uh, of course, people are going to be skeptical of it. And that's just nature of humans. And, um, you know, some people are going to buy into it. But, you know, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to present the evidence and let them determine what they believe is real. Uh, it makes for good conversation sometimes. But, you know, no, I think we're better off. I, you know, and, and the fact that, you know, much much of this this photographic and video evidence is, is available to be put on TV or on the internet. So it, it kind of spurs interest. So you get more people interested in it. I mean, for a long time, we had uh, only the Patty film and we had the Freeman film and that was about it. And uh, we had to base it off of that. And, um, but now anybody with a cell phone can get something if it's there in front of them. And though um, no, it's not that easy to do. I mean, most people when they're in that situation, they're not thinking about taking a photograph. They're more worried about what's standing in front of them. So, but, uh, and, it, and we do get criticized about that, too. I mean, you know, people just don't understand what witnesses go through when they, they have these encounters. <clears throat> well, I think you bring up a good point there. What do the witnesses go through and, and what, 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 how do they react? I mean, here we are. 
in 2022, we're right near the end and we're going into 2023. You know, a lot more people are trying to be aware. A lot more people have interest in these subjects than ever before. Thank you to the mm-hmm. internet and, and places like phantomsandmonsters.com and, and my show and, and places like this where we've really brought promotion to these topics. You know, but I guess in the end, for you, is anecdotal evidence still a a high quality of information in order to gather leads or in order to gather information about what people are encountering? Oh, I think it is. Um, You know, after you've done this a long time and you kind of determine when you talk to people what their mindset is, Many times you can tell if they're trying to pull a wool over your eyes. and uh, But no, anecdotal evidence, for the most part, is what we get. So we have to go with that. And, um, you know, I, I look at, in particular to what's been going on out in the Chicagoland area. You know, 99.9% of what we're getting is anecdotal evidence. But, you know, we have to talk to the witnesses and and re-talk to them and, and, and try to get their mindset and, and determine what they encountered and uh, present that. And, uh, you know, when that's all you've got, that's, you know, you got to go with it the best you can. Unfortunately, we haven't had it. We haven't had a photograph or a video that, um, that, that really meets, you know, really meets the, um, the criteria for proving it to be real. But, uh, you know, I, I think people are we're really seeing something. And that's not just for that. It's for, you know, all cryptids and all encounters. Uh, there's a lot going on. I mean, the veil's thinning, man. I'm telling you. It's, and more and more people are coming forward. And, um, you know, they're just, they're, they're much aware, more aware of it. They, they don't let ridicule bother them like they used to. And I'm, we're fortunate for that. I mean, I have to applaud people who come forward and, and tell us what they've encountered. And, uh, you know, that's what we go on, and we make the best of it. Lon, you have talked from everybody, from everyday campers to people who are gardening their own backyards to police officers and EMTs and military personnel who have seen strange things happen while they are on duty or while they're just tending to their day. You know, how do you, as somebody who investigates this stuff, how do you, you know, break off a good story with an evidential story compared to somebody who is, you know, pulling your leg? Well, if I if I think they're they're embellishing or outright lying, I, I'll tell them about it. You know, I will. I'm not afraid to say it. I mean, you know, and my, the investigators I work with are the same way. Uh, you know, it, what's the sense of going through all the work and everything if if you if you've got a bad feeling about what they're telling you? Uh, but the the one thing that we have tried to do is to try to try to coax them into trying to embellish on a, on a on an encounter. When they start doing that, that's when you can usually tell something's not on the up and up. Uh, but when they t- talk to you and, and stick to what they saw or what they described initially, 
then you, you have something to work with and you know then you can kind of get to the brass tack go to the location start working it out and uh you know tell them you know we're going to have more questions for you um uh, but just tell us and we, if we do come up with something that that kind of sparks a memory i mean tell us but be honest with us and you know that's what that's the only thing we really require from people is to be as honest as you possibly can for the most part people do want to know what is going on? And like we, we talked about a couple of minutes ago about the words, I don't know, sometimes is the best answer. You know, when you have people who are traumatized or affected by these creature sightings, whether it's aliens or gnomes running across a road, frogmen, goatmen, dogmen, whatever it may be, even ghosts of their own house. I mean, how do you explain to them that the best answer is, I don't know? And, you know, that's tough. It is tough because people want answers. Uh, many times they're traumatized by what they encountered or something, just like something going on in the house, especially. I mean, that's something that continues on and on. And, um, you know, the, the, the only thing I can tell them is you've got to give us a little time to work it out. I can give you some direction on what you can probably do to calm things down, but it's not a solution. And uh, we need to get the time to do, make this, you know, to try to come up with solutions. I, I, I will say this: many times we have been very successful with hauntings, in particular. Um, you know, we've I've been doing this. Well, I've been doing working hauntings for over forty years now. But uh, you know, I've improved my methods, and uh, you know, it's something that we've been very successful at, or I've been very successful at. And I, I try to I try to uh, teach people on the team as much as I can, the best I can. Uh, so uh, we've been successful. When it comes to cryptids, uh, it's a different story. I mean, you know, nine times out of ten, if if maybe nine and a half times out of ten, they're not going to encounter it again. Uh, but they want to know what it is. So there's not really that fear factor that something's going to happen and to them again. But uh, they still want to know. And you still got to try to come up with something that, uh, you know, some some type of um, explanation as to what it is. Uh, but qu- quite frankly, if I don't know what it is, I, I won't tell them. I'm, I won't tell them something just to keep them, you know, just to quell their fears, or quell their, you know, their, their um, curiosity of it. Well, I want to get to a comment here from Alien Critter because I think that this is a logical statement. He says, if people only have anecdotal stories and no hard evidence, then they must understand that they will receive criticism from skeptics. Are the skeptics, and I agree with that, but are the skeptics being fair to the people who are having the experiences? No, most skeptics are a pain in the ass. I mean, I'll agree with that. Uh and their mindset for the most part is that, you know, we're not going to really accept anything unless we have some type of solid evidence. So they just keep on downplaying everything. And, you know, there are a few people within the paranormal community that that's all they're there to do. Uh, they're not open-minded for the most part, but you know, the one thing I do like is when a skeptic has an encounter, then they, they're kind of, uh, you know, they kind of change their minds. And I've seen that many times. 
So uh, yeah, I mean, people, you know, I expect I expect the um, the comments from skeptics, and um, you know, I'm used to that. But witnesses, no, they're you know, you got to warn them. Basically, you know, you put it out there, people are going to question that. And of course, they know that friends, family, and people where they live, or if it gets out, they may get some criticism. But uh, you know, it's part of the game. I mean, you know. Well, but there are people that's all they feel like doing is being skeptics. I think YJ says it properly here. One anecdotal account is a story. Several anecdotal accounts are a pattern, and patterns are hard evidence. And I think I think we don't look enough into that. And, and I would agree with that statement too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just like a um, say you got a murder case. The more evidence you pick up, even though it's uh, you know it's not hard. Uh, evidence it's uh you know but you keep you keep building on the case you keep building on the case of you know circumstantial evidence it's gonna it's gonna lead to something and it's the same in, in uh, as being a paranormal investigator or a cryptid investigator uh you try to gather and try to grab every little bit of evidence you may get and uh that you know that's you know that's how we work cases very true. Very true. And, you know, when you look at it all, though, and, and you're kind mm-hmm. of, you know, your job with phantomsandmonsters.com is to just bring the experiences that people are reporting. You know, that's what you do. You you have mm-hmm. a, a place where, look, whether you believe it or not, it's up to you if you want to believe the story or not, you're just presenting the story that is brought to you. I mean, as much as you try and vent them, you know, there are going to be stories out there that maybe accidentally slip through or, or somebody is really good at creepy pasta type stories and, and, and writing that all up. But for you going forward, have you over the years noticed patterns in your, in the reports that you're getting off of these creatures? patterns um well you know you get a couple hundred stories about one cryptid you do see patterns um you know it's just like again i go back to chicago there were definite patterns lots of similarities um Check out what Sonic's got for you. Try the new Sonic Steak and Bacon Grilled Cheese. Savory steak mixed with grilled onions topped with crispy bacon and melty American cheese. Sonic Steak and Bacon Grilled Cheese. Mmm, Sonic. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. This episode is brought to you by Angel's Envy. Here's to a season filled with elevated spirits, new acquaintances, and modern old fashions. Here's to the exceptional gift of Angel's Envy. A bourbon finish and port wine barrels. It's an extraordinary way to bring a modern spirit to the holidays. Visit angelsenvy.com to learn more and find a bottle near you. Enjoy responsibly. Copyright 2022. Angel's Envy. Straight bourbon whiskey finished in port wine barrels. 43.3% alcohol by volume. And from people who had no idea that this this phenomenon had been going on. Uh, and, um, you know... D- d- there have been there have been some small differences, but for the most part, it's all been uh, it's all been pretty similar. And we, you know, 160 plus reports that we felt incredible later. Uh, that's something. I mean, if you go into the database or go to the map 
uh, and uh, and click on those those locations where we there have been sightings reported that we felt were credible, and, and look at the uh, look at the similarities of the sightings. You know, it's pretty evident that uh, somebody's seeing something, and uh, it's been going on now since 2011. It really has, and you know that's something that you know we have to take advantage of in trying to figure out you know what is happening you know lon with 90 seconds to go here before we go to break at the bottom of the hour i'm curious for you out of all the creatures that you have investigated from ghost aliens and all the cryptids out there outside of bigfoot is there one that you think that we're closer than ever into proving its existence Hmm. You know, that's a hard question to answer. You know, we're, we are gathering more evidence. Um, I would say, you know, when we started getting the winged humanoid phenomena sightings, and, you know, of course, a lot of us knew about the, uh, the Mothman Point Pleasant, and then it started building and building in other locations, and, and of course, getting better evidence as we've gone along. I, I think... I think that I think that phenomena may very well develop a breakthrough. Now that may sound crazy, but I think some of the things that we have in, uncovered over the past several years may lead to some type of um, development because we're getting people who are are professionals, very good, you know law enforcement, uh, pilots, uh, air traffic controllers, other professional people that are, are getting these sightings as well. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think something's going, I think something's going to shake loose. I don't know when, but I think it will. Lon Strickler from phantomsandmonsters.com is here for strange days that happens near the end of each month here on spaced out radio when we return we're going to start getting into the top stories of 2022 with lon strickler on spaced out radio great start great start that was fun by the way yj like the uh, new logo man uh, Magnus Vermagnuson, good to see you. And C. Jones, welcome to SOR Chat. Who else has joined us? Oob to Joe's Maine. You've got Lubla. And uh, who else joined us here late? Sagittarius Dad, good to see you. And Charlie Wempe, uh, when you experience your own happening, you don't care what others think. That is a bang on, my friend. That is bang on. Welcome to the show, man. Appreciate you coming on in. Uh, 223 people or 218 people watching live on YouTube. Uh, if you can, give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways. Metal Mortal Clown, welcome to <laughs> SOR Chat. And uh, if you can, hit that subscribe button, ring that bell. We are here seven days a week for your listening entertainment. And don't forget to go over to Lon's channel, Phantoms and Monsters, and hit uh, that uh, subscribe button there as well. We would appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, good times, my friend. Good times. Yep. <clears throat> I, I'm just hoping this next 
just as busy. It, 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 it was a busy year. It really was. Lots going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that feeling. I mean, Atlantis is found. Welcome back. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, a weird year. Weird year. And I, I think we're going to mm. continue it. You know, I, I really, Lon, think that if there was a positive to the whole BS of COVID, I really think it was people learned that they don't need to spend tens of thousands of dollars on going to on trips to Europe or or trips to uh, Mexico or Hawaii, even though those places are nice. But they found a love for going camping again, like they did when they were a kid, you know, and and they found that love of getting into nature and seeing the stars again or going fishing with their with their child or or uh, hiking or, or whatever it may be. And I think that's why we're, we're starting to see a lot more, man. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I think that's right. People, first of all, people saved a lot of money. That people that I know saved a lot of money, and we're out in, you know, out in the outdoors a lot more. Um, and some of the sightings that we have gotten over that period of time are, uh, they're different. I can say that, but they're uh, they're more intense sightings. So um, I, I I think you know I, I I guess the story hasn't been written yet on COVID the final story, but um, <clears throat> I I think people you know use the time to with their families uh, were at home and got a lot of things done at home. Um, things that they wouldn't normally do, they'd be busy, busy, be at, busy out, you know, in the world and, you know, going to here and going there. Um, I don't know. You know, I'm not one of those people that's out and about all the time anyway. You know, I, I'm, I'm at home a lot, but, uh, but that will change. I'm pretty sure because things are opening up again and oh, yeah. I plan on getting out much more. I cannot wait for the snow to melt. This is one, probably the first year I didn't want the snow to come because I was just so pumped about what was happening at our gifting site, uh, that we had, we were finally starting to get some interaction. And, you know, today I got a, a new area that I have to, uh, go and, uh, investigate courtesy of cable guy, Matt. Uh, and if you're listening, cable guy, Matt, thank you. He sent me a picture of his, brother-in-law who went hunting this year uh, literally about 15 minutes from my house and there was a tree structure that looked like a teepee that was built in the forest mm-hmm. he didn't know what the hell it was and he said it kind of he said the feeling kind of weirded him out a little bit and uh you know in seeing that so i'm looking forward to getting out there and uh, learning i got a couple new areas that i have to go to uh as soon as the snow melts and uh, get everything going. So I'm I'm pretty pumped up about what we uh, what we got coming up here in the monster world. That's for sure. Yeah, I think we're going to be continue to be pretty busy. Um, I think uh, so. You know, I don't know why. I just have that feeling. Oh yeah, Vaughn, I'm going to get get you to hold on right there. Thank you to Forrest Louis, Deb. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Ozzy Ozzy and Royal Morning Blue for the Super Chats. Great way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis. So thank you so much. Here we go with the second half hour, everyone. Second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears during this holiday season. want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram, Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on with Strange Days tonight. Lon Strickler from phantomsandmonsters.com is here talking about the monsters of 2022. And I know most of you missed it during the break, but Lon and I were speaking about how 2022 was a very busy year for people having eyewitness encounters with strange creatures. Lon, thank you so much for having uh, the time to join us. My pleasure. So you mentioned that 2022 was a very busy year. What were people seeing? Mm -hmm. Well, mostly here in in Pennsylvania, cryptic canines. I mean, it's it's just exploded. Um, We have had counted seven cases in Pennsylvania 2022. I mean, there'd be times we wouldn't have that many cases in two or three years. Uh, but for whatever reason, you know, and, and a lot of times it's people that are getting out and doing things. And, uh, yeah, some, that's why people are seeing these, seeing these things. And, um, but no, the, the cryptic canine site, and we had, we just had one report. From our springs to your table. Origin Spring Water is refreshingly American, 100% natural spring water that doesn't cross continents or oceans to get to you. Whether you choose still or sparkling, it's always crisp and refreshing. Visit drinkoriginwater.com to discover which of your favorite retailers carry Origin Spring Water. This episode is sponsored by Me Undies. Skip the stressful New Year's resolutions. You're already perfect just the way you are. And the only thing that could possibly be updated in your life is your undie drawer. That's why, with their free to join membership, Me Undies will help you choose a snuggly new pair of socks, undies, or a bralette that gets shipped right to your door every month. Start the year off right. Get 20% off your first purchase and free shipping at MeUndies.com slash span. That's MeUndies.com slash S-P-A-N to us two weeks ago uh, here in Pennsylvania of something that we're, we're looking into as well. So, yeah, we're busy looking at this stuff. So your reports, you namely get reports from all across North America and the world throughout. Mm-hmm. Were, were people seeing more outside of Pennsylvania? Were people having more dogman encounters, UFO encounters? Were they picking up on ghosts more? 
Uh, it's been a it's been a good mix, but I, I'd say the UFO sightings have probably been more prevalent. Uh, there's a lot of strange lights in the sky that people just can't explain. Um, in fact, in, in the past couple months, we've had a lot of sightings in southern Wisconsin of these these, these disc shaped lights that people have been seeing. Mostly drivers that see it along the horizon. Uh, we've been getting a lot of those. The Bigfoot reports have, they've been plentiful, but they usually are. You know, you get Bigfoot reports a lot of different places. Uh, wing being reports have kind of picked up. Pterosaur type reports. Uh, we've had a few of those. And of course, the cryptic canines and, you know. So, yeah, it's been a pretty good mix. I mean, I, I can't really say definitively what percentage of what, but it's been a lot of different stuff. I mean, um, it's kept us busy. I, I've, I've been working, I've been working in homes that have had hauntings and, uh, you know, actual um, attachments to people locally in particular. Uh, I've been going into homes in the past two months, I have prob I have I've gone into five locations locally, and that's a lot. I mean, we don't normally get that. You know, it wasn't hasn't been like that since I first moved up here back in 2016, and uh, that year, the <laughs> I don't know if it's because I moved in into the town or not moved back home, but that first two years we had about. I had about 30 cases I had to work on, uh, people that asked me. And, in fact, uh, Rosemary Ellen Guiley and um, Bill Bean were actually part of some of those cases as well. So, it, for whatever reason, there was a lot of stuff going on around this area. Um, but, uh, no, but more recent months, it's picked up again. Do you think that's because more people are intrigued with the subjects or more creatures are making their way out of the woodwork. I think more people are less inhibited about making a report. I think people have been seeing this stuff from the beginning, but I think, you know, since there's so much out on the internet, so much out on TV now that, um, they'll say something to somebody, a close friend or a family member, then they'll be encouraged to, well, go ahead and find someone to make the report to. And a lot of times that's how I get my reports because people start, you know, start start searching on Google or um, somebody will refer them to me. I get a lot of referrals. So, um, yeah, I mean, people are less inhibited about making reports now. So the average person who is making reports, are are they children? Are they... Like teenagers, adults, are they married people? Are they, uh, you know, in their, you know, last third of life? Who's making the reports? It's mostly couples, married couples that have kids. And um, when I when I get to a situation when there are kids, that's kind of a priority for me. And uh, of course, I can't work with them unless the parents agree to all of this. And, uh, but this is something that I've done for many years now. I've worked with a lot of children, um, 
who have had uh, who have had attachments, who have seen things, who can't you know they're not aware of what's going on. Their parents can explain to them what's going on, uh, and a lot of times these kids are gifted. And uh, you know, I've had a few success stories with these kids who grew up to be adults that are now part of the uh, the psychic world, part of you know that you know they're part of the paranormal. So uh, yeah. That's what I do. I mean, that that's a big part of what I do. No, and I understand that. And and you know, for education purposes, you're also someone who who likes to see people grow in this field. You're you're someone who mm-hmm. who wants people to investigate and be their own harshest critics and 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 everything like that. So when it when it comes to you know people seeing a lot of UFOs. How do we know they're not seeing Starlink? Or maybe a lot of these people have never seen what satellites look like or the International Space Station. Well, a lot of times they are. And, you know, you've just got to take the evidence and, and check it out and uh, make them aware of what they, you think they're really seeing. You know, Butch was, that's the way Butch was. That's the first thing he's, he would look for. He'd get a UFO report. The first thing he's doing is checking what's out there. And uh, if it's something he couldn't explain, well, then he'll go deeper into it. But I, I'd say most sightings that people have are satellites. Yeah, I, I would too. And it's just a lack of education. Sure. They're, they're just not aware of what's out there. Okay, so let me ask you this for people who may not understand. They're like, well, how do I tell the difference between a satellite and a UFO? Well, most times it's a satellite. It'll have a steady trajectory. Uh, it, it won't be erratic. It, it'll do a. It'll be a smooth trajectory across the sky. Ninety nine percent the time, that's a satellite. Uh, but if you do have something that's moving about, going up and down in different directions and such, well, that's not a satellite. That's something unexplained. So that's an unidentified flying object. Yeah, abs- absolutely. You know, your idea of a good report includes what? Mm. Uh, honesty, detail, times, locations. The more they can give me, the better. The less fluff they can put in there, less conjecture. And, and less embellishment. I mean, I don't want that. I, I just want to know what they saw. I want to know how they felt. Uh, I want to know the location, time, any pertinent information they can provide. That's what I want. That's for anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when someone gives you a report, you know, uh, what kind of accuracy are you looking for? What kind of... Uh, what kind of detail are you looking for? Well, it, it just depends on the phenomena. Now, if it's a, it's a, if it's a UFO or a UAP, I, I want to know what you know what they saw, how it moved, and uh, you know the brightness and you know the the color and whatever diff, something that was different. I want to know all about that. As far as a cryptid goes, I, I want them to tell me exactly what they saw. Uh, if they experienced any type of physical or mental feelings during the encounter, um, you know, I, I, I really emphasize 
that they give me as much as they possibly can. Because a lot of times when a person will contact you initially, they're going to be very vague. Because first of all, they're not, they don't know you, so they're not sure what they want to tell you. They, most people want to know what you're going to do with the information. And I tell them, I, I say, well, well, if we're not looking into it, we are going to try to look into it. But I do have a blog, and I do keep a record of all this, and I do write about it. Uh, I'm, I'm up front with them. If, you know, if they've got a problem with that, well, then I just say, well, you know, you know, I, if you don't want me to put it on the blog or you want me to report it somehow, I won't do that. But you know, if you want us to work on it privately, I do that a lot. What's your favorite UFO story that you covered in 2022? Hmm. You know, there's not really one that jumps out. I, w- I would say <sighs> there, there was a lot of questionable stuff out there. Um, a lot of times people were seeing spacecraft that were kind of shooting stuff off and uh, <laughs> uh, matter would be coming off of it and it would, you know, it would show up as some type of swirling activity or something unexplained or pieces were coming off of it. We got a lot of that because um, SpaceX and NASA were not, were really launching a lot of stuff this, this past year. And, of course, when we started getting sightings of stuff, especially down in Florida and out on, in California, uh, first thing we thought was, well, what launched? You know, something launched. And, of course, the uh, the... Over in Europe, a lot of those space agencies have been putting a lot of satellites up as well. So uh, that's the first thing you got to think of. So there's nothing really in particular, but we have had a few, and like I said about in in Wisconsin, we have had a few disks that people were seeing in southern Wisconsin, and we had about five or six of those reports. Uh, And I thought they were pretty interesting because that's just not something we always get. Uh, they were seen during the day and at night. I mean, these things were bright enough that they were being picked up during the day. Some families were born into. Some families are made from the ones we meet along the way. Our families are built on love and traditions, the memories we share, and knowing that life is better because we're together. Pure Life, 100% pure quality water, refreshing every moment together. Visit purelifewater.com and discover where to buy Pure Life. Food doesn't just provide nourishment. It's a way for people to connect. But for families who may be facing hunger, a holiday meal isn't guaranteed. Last year, 53 million people relied on charitable food assistance to help put food on their tables. This holiday season you can help fill plates and hearts for families facing hunger. Get involved at feedingamerica.org. You know, it was nothing really, you know, what we got this year wasn't really that big. It wasn't a real big encounter or or sighting, but uh, it, it was more mundane, but there was a lot of it. Yeah, now... Were people seeing just as many aliens this year, or was it just UFOs? 
because I can understand, you know, with all yeah. the all the hype around UFOs that we have had the last couple of years, it has triggered a lot of people regarding uh, you know, looking up into the sky again because they want to, they see all these people on the news now talking about UFOs and they want to have a sighting of their own. This has really been a down year for other worldly sightings or encounters. Um, and I'm talking with possibly alien beings, extraterrestrials and such. We haven't had a whole lot of that um, for whatever reason. I don't know why that is. Uh, it's been most of the UFO stuff. And uh, as far as people being taken and or, or having, uh, saying they've been taken, that, that, that has just really been bare minimum this year. This is probably the slowest year for that I can remember in a long time. Really? Yeah. Why yeah. Why do you think that is? I mean, it's not, I like, don't know. It's not like the aliens have all of a sudden stopped uh, taking us. I don't know. I can't explain that, but it, it, it does seem to be like that. Um, you know, I was thinking about that the other day because I was, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to write a book, a cryptid canine book. And, uh, I went back all over my notes, you know, for everything, trying to pick up, um, research and, and, and stories I did. And I, the first thing I noticed for 2022 was, Man, we just did not get a lot of alien reports this year because I was looking at everything, and I, I, I don't really remember anything that just stands out. Um, not like other years. Hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. the aliens are getting sick of us? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Unless people just aren't reporting. they got too much other stuff on their mind. Uh you know, I, th- I, th- I think society in, in general has a lot to do with that. You know, it's just like during the holidays, things kind of slack off. Uh, I, I think people worry about the pocketbook, worried about things at home and everything else. I, I think in general, people are more conscious of that and, and not, you know, something they'd see something or something would happen. They kind of put it in the back of their mind. And you know how it is with with uh, these encounters, these otherworldly encounters, a lot of time people think they might have had something happen, but just don't really remember anything until years later. Uh, that just that's just the nature of the beast. I mean, you know, uh, I, I get people that recall stuff twenty, thirty years or more later, and uh, you know, then it's vivid all of a sudden. But no, this year, this year has really been has really been slow for alien contact. Yeah, you know, even uh, I can say this, even to confirm that, a lot of the experiencers that I have talked to, outside of multiple mm-hmm. experiencers who seem to have contact on a daily or bi-daily basis, even have talked about how, you know, their encounters have slowed down, where instead of getting an interaction, say, once a month or once every couple of weeks, it's been months since many of them have had any type of sighting, like a guy in our chat room who's usually seen a lot of UFOs, YJ Overlander, stated you know, in the chat room already that he didn't see a single UFO in 2022. That's a rarity mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that whole, he even mentioned something about uh, reports I'm getting or repeat, or repeat people who've had repeat um, 
encounters and uh a lot of a lot of what i do get is people that has had that have had encounters for years and years and um it, it's nothing that's not very little of something that's new i can't even recall right offhand of something that new from this year you know it's uh that's just the way it's been it's been it's been pretty cryptid ha- uh heavy all year long and um you know which would have been wouldn't been he he'd have been disappointed because you know UFO was his forte, but uh, yeah he'd been he'd been he'd been busy with the cryptic canines. Oh, I hear you, I hear you. We got about five and a half minutes before we have to go to break at the top of the hour. Mm-hmm. Our good friend Lon Strickler is here from phantomsandmonsters dot com for strange days. Lon, let's talk a little bit about the cryptid world, dear. What kind of creatures out? You mentioned earlier in the show a lot of people were having. Uh, bipedal canine type sightings in Pennsylvania, but what kind of reports mm-hmm. were you getting this year from all around North America? It's, like I said before, it's been a big mix. Um, uh, the pale humanoid reports have picked up. The not deer reports that's that's picked up over the years, and it's pretty heavy this year. I mean, people seen deer with that have all kinds of strange characteristics now. Of course, there there have been a lot of infected deer, a lot of diseased deer being sighted. But I'm talking about deer that just don't look right. I mean, have forward set eyes, have long legs, you know, just weird stuff that you just people just don't normally talk about. We have gotten some of that. Uh, like I said before, the pale humanoid phenomena, though that hasn't been as strong this year as it was the two previous years. Um, but I think the cryptid canines are probably nationwide, even throughout North America, have probably been the big story of the year. Incredible. Incredible, Mm -hmm. uh, that that, uh, was going on. I mean, you know, the idea that these cryptid canines are out there and they are being, you know, seen all over North America, we're seeing a real stretch. You know, it was just a few years ago, Butch where these cryptid canines weren't being seen out of anywhere outside of Wisconsin, Indiana, and uh, Illinois. And now it's a North American phenomena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get them from all states now. I mean, all, you know, all continental states, Canada. Um, I, I believe I probably have reports somewhere from every state in the continental U.S. and every province in Canada as well. Yeah, it's really picked up. When it comes to Ontario's a I tell you Ontario's a hot spot. I've heard. It really is. And it has been. Southern Ontario in the Niagara area, the whole way over to uh over to uh the Detroit River, that whole southern part of uh uh Ontario. We've had a good bevy of reports for years over there. And uh, then I got a couple reports this year of up near um, in northern Ontario as well. So um, I, I think a lot of it was supernatural, but who knows? I mean, some of these reports have been real head scratchers. But you know, it's uh, but no, Ontario and Canada have increased steadily. And are the creatures the same as what they're seeing down? in uh pennsylvania or in wisconsin yeah for the most part 
I mean, we get the uh, we get the tall bipedal canines that are huge. The lichens, what we call them, people eight, nine, ten foot, very muscular, um, almost like a humanoid type of thing with a, a um, an Anubis or jackal head. Sometimes, many times, it has like the the wolf head. Then we get the quadrupeds that many times look like hyenas. Very muscular, but big, with wolf-like heads. But they're spotted like hyenas. And a few times, those are quadruped, those are bipeds as well. Uh, then we always get a mix in there of some type of canine. Had a couple reports in the last couple years of human, I mean, of canines with human faces. Canines with human there's a, faces? There's a lot of different stuff. Oh, explain yeah. Explain that. 90 seconds to go. Explain this canines with human faces. People would, would uh, uh, most of these were quadrupeds, but they'd be normal size canines for a breed. Say the body would look like a particular breed of dog, but the face itself would either look like a, a, a female human or a male human. Yeah, I know. I, I, I. I've gotten several of them. It'll be in the book. I mean, it, it, it it's very it's very weird, but uh, we've been getting that. No kidding. And I, when I talk to when I talk to these folks, they're dead serious. I don't know if that would scare me more is seeing a monster <laughs> with a human type face than yeah, seeing a regular dog man. I mean that. J- yeah, it would me. Oh my gosh, man! Yeah. And where were yeah, where were know, those uh, sightings? Where were those? Sightings? Oh, there were there were several of them. Uh, I had one in Florida. I think I had a couple up in Canada. Uh, one in Pennsylvania. I know of. Uh, I offhand I can't remember, but I I know. They were mostly on the east, the eastern part of the North America. Either way, that's still wrong. It's still wrong. We got one hour down, <laughs> one hour to go with the legend himself, Lon Strickler, from fandomsandmonsters.com. And in hour number two, we will take your questions in 2022. For Lon Strickler, right here on Spaced Out Radio's Strange Days, as this is Lon's final appearance in 2022. We'll talk to him again in 2023, near the end of January. Spaced Out Radio's hour number two of Strange Days continues right after this. All right, my friend, we are clear. I'm going to just set you back in the green room. I'm going to go hit the little boys' room. We'll be right back, okay? Okay. All right, stay tuned, everybody. Be right back.
right, I am back, and there's Lon. And thank you for the little break there. And uh, we're going to continue on with hour number two here coming up. Hi, Melissa Nicole. How you doing? And who else has jumped into the chat room here? Terry Hall. How you doing, buddy? Oh, excuse me. Jennifer Metzger. Welcome to SOR Chat. Jamie Johnson. Welcome to SOR Chat. And who else do we have? Oh, there's Lon Strickler in the chat room. Welcome to SOR Chat, Lon Strickler. Don't know if you're on the radio or not, but uh, <laughs> Blackbird Immaculate, good to see you. I got on. I got on my phone and decided to answer a few questions uh, or say a few things. Wild Aloof Rebel, welcome back. Um, let's see here. Anybody else? Uh, Susie B, welcome back. Yeah. It's warm enough today. I, I do want to go ahead. I do want to say that a lot of people who come in the chat over here on SOR had also sent well wishes with my surgery. So I oh, just good. wanted to tell them I appreciated all that. So oh, perfect. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, we're we're glad you're here. Video game zombie, welcome to SOR chat. How you doing, man? All right, we got uh, just a few seconds. Thank you, Louie Times 2, Steven, Ozzy Ozzy, Deb, and Royal Morning Blue for the super chats. Here we go. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook, Spaced Out Radio Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate earning your listening ears. Wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth, hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Quatint. Quatint is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. You can rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Here we go once again. We are continuing on with Strange Days. Lon Strickler from phantomsandmonsters.com is here to talk all things monstrous. And that's what we need. And that's what we're doing tonight. Once again, you can also find all of Lon's books on his website as well as Amazon.com. Lon, thank you so much for being here with us. Your final appearance of 2022. Yeah, it's been a quick year. I um, And I've enjoyed coming on here, filling in for Butch. Uh, it's been my pleasure. It's been great. It's been great. I want to ask you, uh, a lot of times we we continue to talk about things like Dogman, Bigfoot, and the the cryptids that, you know, really catch our attention. But there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who see other things out there that are very hard to explain. You know, whether it's, you know, uh, gnomes or, or gargoyles or trolls under bridges. How many reports in 2022 did you get of these offhanded cryptids? Um, little folk 
Faye, I had quite a few. Um, most of them were older reports, but they reports none were reports nonetheless. Uh, you know, many times when people write in about those that type of phenomena, it's an older report or something they experienced when they were younger or living somewhere else. Uh, you know, I, I think people have been somewhat reluctant over the years to bring those forward. But, uh, yeah, I have had a lot of those. And, um, you know, yeah, I really don't know what to think about them because, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think everybody's got their own perception of these things. But uh, I don't discount them. I, I just don't discount them. And, uh, you know, there's a, you know, it's interesting when I, when I do cases where I had to RV and remove view and uh, doing distance uh, investigation. Um, sometimes I will run into elementals and things I just can't explain. Uh, there are things out there that just have no real basis for being what they are or what they see or what people describe. So, uh, you know, I like I said, I don't discount anything. I You know, I learned my... At Jiffy Lube, it's our job to keep you moving. With a full range of services from Pennzoil oil changes to tire rotations and more, we've got what your car needs, so you're ready for whatever's next. Putting you in the driver's seat of car care, that's a job for Jiffy. Visit JiffyLube.com to find a service center near you. This episode is sponsored by Me Undies. Skip the stressful New Year's resolutions. You're already perfect just the way you are. And the only thing that could possibly be updated in your life is your undie drawer. That's why, with their free-to-join membership, Me Undies will help you choose a snuggly new pair of socks, undies, or a bralette that gets shipped right to your door every month. Start the year off right. Get 20% off your first purchase and free shipping at MeUndies.com slash span. That's MeUndies.com slash S-P-A-N. I listen there. There have been times when people have told me things and I thought, ah, you know, no way in hell. That's, but I'm usually proven wrong. What's your weirdest report that you got this year that sticks out to memory? Oh, it has to be the uh, has to be the report out of um, Berks County, Pennsylvania, with the uh, that gruesome like cryptid canine that was reported to us. Uh, I, you know, it's one of those that one that was that was actually reported just behind where Butch lived at. Uh, in that in in the area of the French Creek State Park, and uh, it's called the Birdsboro Preserve, and Butch lived in Birdsboro, Pennsylvania. So uh, that is probably the weirdest one, uh, the strangest one, because the characteristics. This thing was, uh, it was it, it it had the markings of a of a hyena in a way, but it had a strange looking head. It had very long arms and legs that had very large talons on them and this thing was just gruesome looking and it was it was grabbing birds and it was jumping off of high trees dropping 30 to 40 foot and landing on its on its legs and not being affected by it was just really an odd report and uh you know the guy <laughs> the guy who had the report matt Herak, he's part of the team now and that does happen to me a lot of times when we get a uh, someone who has such a a incredible report, they get the bug, they get bit by the bug. And a lot of times when I when they get involved and start looking into the stuff stuff, and they're really gung ho, I'll put them on the team. 
I'll take advantage of that. And uh, they, I've had a couple people who I've actually been called in to work with for something or another, and they eventually become part of the team, and they make very good investigators. That That's just incredible. I mean, the idea that this thing is hopping around – 30, 40 feet on its on its hind legs, landing and running around. I mean, that seems like right out of a, a sci-fi type of Avengers-type movie. It's crazy. I mean, the movements this thing made were just so exaggerated. I mean, compared to other cryptic canine sightings, um, I, I'm just assuming it was a cryptic canine. Uh, just by the, uh, the description, that's what it seemed to be. It didn't have a tail. It was weird. It was more humanoid than anything else, but it had a lot of uh, canine characteristics to it. I don't know what he saw. His daughter was with him. She saw the same thing. So um, it's an enigma, just like a lot of other stuff we get. This state has some crazy sightings. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, I want to ask you, you know, sticking with the weirdness before we get to some audience questions here, you know, mm-hmm. was it a big year for gnomes? Was it a big year for, uh, you know, little creatures running around? Was it a, was it a big year for, for, you know, the frogman or, or goat man or anything like that? No, not really. Yeah. That those, um, those type of sightings, we're very few and far between this year. Um, for what, I don't know why, but it was. I mean, you know, and I don't normally get a lot of the little people sightings anyway. There are, there are other researchers that kind of specialize in that and kind of call for that, that type of investigation. I don't get a whole lot of those. Um, the only time I will get those, if it's something to do with a haunting or some type of... Um, other investigation where these things are incidental and are part of it or become part of it, then, then I will get it. But as far as people actually seeing these things out in the woods or at home, or I don't get a whole lot of that. Oh, wow. Well, all right. Mm-hmm. Let, let's turn this over to the audience here. Let's start off with Daniela who is asking, has anyone ever seen something that's all white faceless, but humanoid? Absolutely. Yeah, these uh these pale white humanoids many times they're faceless and um this is something that has been really evident in the past 5 6 7 years. Um I actually had an encounter back in 76 or something very similar to that. Um I I didn't talk a whole, I haven't talked a whole lot about it, but it was just something that it was part I was in high school. And uh, it, it was something I was looking into. I was actually exploring a uh, location, and this guy who I thought was like a caretaker at this location, and I've talked to other people who who are familiar with the area, and I saw him down on, on the dirt road, and I yelled at him, you know, asked, I wanted to find out if I'm able to come on. And uh, when he looked up, he didn't have a face. He had a white face, but that's it. He had clothes and everything, but he had he had a featureless face. And me being 18 years old, I was hauling ass out of there. Oh, I bet you were. I bet you were. Yeah. Were, were you with anybody at that time? No, I was by myself. 
Wow. It was on the um, it was on the re. I, I don't know if people are familiar with the Remeyer murder case, uh, the Powell murder case in in Southern York County, Pennsylvania, that happened back in the nineteen twenties. But uh, it was that home where he had been murdered at, and I at that time that back in seventy six they haven't hadn't renovated it. It was kind of run down, and I just happened to be going out there one day, and I wanted to take a look around because uh, I was really familiar with the case. And um, yeah, I saw this guy out there, and I thought, well, he's he's looking. He's he was he was weird because he was walking around out there. And he was looking on the ground, and he was meandering around. And I yelled at him a couple of times. He didn't respond. And I kept walking up close to him. And I, I wasn't real close to him, but I was close enough to see the guy didn't have a face when he looked up. And uh, I had just parked my car on the other side of the um, – there was a cable that went across the road. So I had to walk over the cable. And, man, I was hauling out of there when I saw that. I wasn't sticking around. Oh, I don't blame you. Yeah, you get the hell out. You get something like that coming at you, you you get out, and you get out quick. That's just the way it is. Just the way it is. All right, let's go to another question here from our audience. Let's go over to Ms. Kyle. 20 and 21 uh, was very busy with lightworker entities being seen all over the world traveling in large groups. I saw a few groups of them, and I wondered if they were preparing for the veil to thin. What is is your opinion? It's, It's thinned. It's already thin. It's been thin for over a decade. Um, every year, I every year, these cases increase. Of um, you know, where white where light workers are involved with spirit rescue or some other type of uh, work with uh, with folks who are having issues. Uh, I've been doing spirit rescue now for over twenty years, and um, yeah, the veil has thinned. And I think most paranormal investigators and those that have that are gifted who do spirit rescue uh, and, and do help folks to deal with things that are going on with them and around them, uh, I think they'll tell you the same thing. Oh, I know they'll tell you the same thing. The, the veil has thinned. When you say the veil, it, it always makes me think of the original Ghostbusters when you know <laughs> at, at the top of the tower there yeah. when, when all of yeah. the you know the electricity and the lightning starts coming in right before state puff marshmallow man makes his uh, appearance but you know yeah. it, it always reminds me where you see all these creatures all of a sudden start coming in uh, is that kind of what you're talking about what it is the barrier between our world and, and the spirit world is thinner it's easier to get through things are coming through much easier that's what I mean, the veil. All right. On the rocks and in the soil, Michael Godbold is asking, has there been many gnome-like creatures spotted recently? I know I just asked that, but... Yeah, not really. Uh, you know, every once in a while, I, I did have one... I did have one instance, Something it was down in South America, but, you know... <laughs> I don't know what it is about South America uh, down in these Latin countries, but they seem to have a lot of that weird stuff down there as far as little humanoids showing up here and there. And uh, there was one case in particular where somebody had gotten a film of this thing walking like a crab. It was like humanoid, 
but it was walking like a crab across the road, chasing a dog and all kinds of crazy stuff. I don't know if it was a, um, I don't know if it was, it was a fake or somebody manufactured it. I tend to believe it was, it was, you know, it, it was not staged, but then again, you know, you see all kinds of crazy stuff when it comes to video. But uh, that one in particular, I remember. But, uh, yeah, I, I, as far as gnomes and little guys with hats and here and there, no, nah, it had not been a whole lot of that. Elves or fae or, you know, they're all about the same thing. Yeah, I you know, I always wonder in my area where there's a lot of fairy gardens come spring. And especially mm-hmm. in the, a lot of the older properties around here, the majority of us do have fairy gardens and, and people uh, claim to, and I've seen them too, have uh, seen fairies and, and heard of no. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, a leader in RV insurance. You're off to see the country and Progressive is here to help with basic liability RV protection for as little as $125 per year. You and your crew can go from Mount Rushmore to the Gulf of Mexico, knowing your packing discounts and service for the trip. Come on, let's go. Get a quote today at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Rate excludes travel trailers and is not available in Mississippi, New Jersey, or Oregon. This episode is brought to you by Angels Envy. Here's to a season filled with elevated spirits, new acquaintances, and modern old fashions. Here's to the exceptional gift of Angel's Envy, a bourbon finish and port wine barrels. It's an extraordinary way to bring a modern spirit to the holidays. Visit angelsenvy.com to learn more and find a bottle near you. Enjoy responsibly. Copyright 2022. Angel's Envy. Straight bourbon whiskey finished in port wine barrels. 43.3% alcohol by volume kind of patrolling the gardens and everything you know is that more of a springtime garden time of of uh of action when we when we get more reports like that it's interesting you said that i had a report in texas this past summer uh this woman and her daughter they they were out shopping it was the middle of july and you know how hot it is in texas and uh, but the distance between the store and their car, they were just sweating bullets, and they got in the car, turned the air conditioner on, just sitting there trying to cool off. And as they were doing this, they saw a fairy outside the windshield. And they described it as looking like Tinkerbell. I mean, and this, but this fairy was scowling at them. Must have been saying, you know, had their mouth open and was yelling at them and and pointing at them and all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, if you read the account, it it, it was hysterical. But this thing was really, it was really let loose on for whatever reason. They didn't even understand why I was doing that. But I do remember that, and I remember that report. And when I talked to the woman, she was dead serious, too. She said, I don't care what you say or anybody else says. It wasn't a dragonfly. It wasn't a mayfly. It was a fairy. And she was yelling at me and screaming at me and pointing at us. And I thought, oh, well, okay. But no, that 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 was an interesting one. Oh, see, pissing off fairies is not a good thing. <laughs> not a good thing at all. Let's go to Blue Cruise here. Lon, any rodent types in humanoid encounters? Offhand, I can't think of one. No, I can't think of one. All right, let's yep. go to let's go to Stephen in the UK. Any recent Jersey Devil reports? 
We had a few of them this year, uh, but they were old reports. They were and actually the two that I remember were from ex police officers, um, who who used to be police officers in in the Pine Barrens area, who had encounters with what they said was the Jersey Devil, and the way they described it was very similar to what had people been describing for years. Uh, but uh, no, I have gotten a few old reports this this past year on Jersey devil sightings. So for people who may not be familiar with the Jersey devil, I mean, you know, I, I know I knew nothing of this creature. The only thing I knew is that the hockey team was called the new Jersey devils. I had no idea that there was, Well, that's what they were named after. It's a legend basically. Uh, but actually the legend in the pine barrens of this woman who gave birth to this demon child or whatever it was. And then it took off and, has been living in the Pine Barrens for two or three hundred years. That you know, that's just a legend. These sightings of this um, this winged being that has the body of a uh, oh, I don't know, kind of a dragon-like body with a horse head and clawed feet and bat-like wings. That those actually started down in the Maryland Eastern Shore about a hundred and fifty years ago. And then the sightings started going north, and more and more people were seeing these things. Um, you know, most of it's legend, but there have been reports. And like I said before, I've had police officers, I've had campers in the past who have seen these things. Uh, people who are driving have seen them, um, but it's always near the, if not in the Pine Barrens, very near the Pine Barren area. And that area in particular is just a bizarre place. Um, there's a lot going on there. I don't know why. There's a lot of Bigfoot activity in there. Uh, there's a lot of spirit activity. And there are a lot of bodies that the mob dumped in there for years, too. So, uh, you know, you kind of take it with whatever you can get. I mean, uh, but it, it, it's, a, it's, it's a strange place. Yeah, I, I can see that. Let's go to applesauce. Would you say that the younger and generally healthier people go missing or report abductions? Would you say that younger and generally? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I'd say the majority of them are quite healthy. Uh, I've been abducted. And at the time, I wasn't the, the healthiest person in the world. Uh, but I did have an encounter. But I'd say for the most part, most people uh, that that are abducted are very healthy people. And it, it's usually generational, too, uh, where, you know, a father, son, daughter, mother, son, daughter, grandparents have all had encounters. Uh, why that is, is it is a genetic thing? It very well could be. But, uh, no, I'd say most of them are generally younger and healthier. Right on. Right on. And the reason, you know, I would disagree with this statement a little bit too, this question, because I don't think the aliens really care about who uh, they're taking, whether it's somebody who's heavier set, whether it's somebody who's completely out of shape like myself, or whether somebody is thin and trim and, and you know, has a body fat percentage of 6%. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think they're looking at that. I think they're looking at genetics. I think they are looking at people who have awoken to the phenomena 
and whatever has mm-hmm. brought them there. Uh, I and this is where I I strongly believe the phenomena is all connected because for a lot of people out there, they may start in the paranormal, but all of a sudden as they continue to read into it and learn about it and open their minds to everything, that's when other parts of the phenomena start to kick in. And I think that's what makes the other ones curious. I think a prerequisite is open-mindedness. And I think they know that. Um, You know, I I had no inklings about ever being abducted or being involved with um, uh, alien activity or alien abductions and such until I had, you know, I started working with David Eckhart and all the stuff he's been going through, he and his family for the past 15 years or so. And uh, before I had my abduction, he told me, you're going, they're going to come and see you because they told me. And sure enough, I had three encounters. I had two encounters at home and the other encounter was, I I was literally abducted. I was taken somewhere. I don't know where I was shown things. And, uh, you know, I wrote about it in my book, but yeah. Excuse me. We got just under a minute to go here. Is the encounters like that something that scares you when it happens to you? I can't say I was scared. Um, I may have been. I I, I don't know. I I don't really remember feeling much of anything. Um, I was curious of what was going on. And I think when I when I got back and woke up or, you know, realizing what had happened, I think I was scared. You know, the first person I contacted? Butch. Butch. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Lana yeah, and Butch said, yeah, Butch Lana, said it happens, man. I'm going to get you to hold on right there. We have Lon Strickler okay. for another 30 minutes here on Spaced Out Radio we got a plethora of questions to go through from our audience. We will get to them. And whatever else we have time for, Strange Days is heard near the end of each month here on Spaced Out Radio. Stay tuned. We continue with Lon Strickler from phantomsandmonsters.com right after this. Perfect. Excuse me. I don't, you know, I don't know how much Butch talked to you about uh, abductions that he had done research on, but he did a lot of it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He was really into that um, mutilations and abductions and and, and uh, obscure abductions where a lot of experimentation stuff occurred. Um, yeah, he was really interested in all of that. Well, I know the first time I ever interviewed Butch, we talked about human mutilations. Mm-hmm. And I kept kicking myself in the ass because I kept calling him Bruce during the show. Yeah, I remember you. T- I remember him telling me that. Oh, you told me that. Yeah, I just felt like an idiot, and I thought this <laughs> this guy's never going to come back on the show. And sure enough, he did. And and uh, I always felt stupid for that, but. Yeah, well, you know, butchers are forgiving. Oh, you know, yeah. that's why Butch and I got so involved with that Todd C's case. Uh, you know, and that's why I, I you know, he caught when I 
I had mentioned uh, for years I had been looking at that case, and I knew Butch was interested in it, but he had, he and I had never talked about it. We weren't really that close at the time. We knew of each other, but I um, I had mentioned it. I had posted something on the blog that I was starting to look into it, and I didn't know that Butch had been reading the blog, and he called me and said, look, you know, I need I need somebody to help me out with this. He said you want to get involved and do this together, and that's how we hit it off, and uh, that's how we really started, you know, working together. Yeah, yeah, he uh, was an incredible dude, man. Incredible dude, that's for sure. Lena's for sure. Uh, people in our chat room, if I could ask a quick favor. If you don't mind, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey there, I'm David Novak. I ran Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. And like you, I'm always learning so I can be the best leader I can be. That's why I started How Leaders Lead, the first leader-to-leader podcast with CEOs from Target, Pepsi, and Adobe, and greats like Tom Brady, Jim Nance, and Jack Nicklaus. You'll learn how to win, how to bounce back, and how to lead. So listen to How Leaders Lead wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the best podcast on leadership you'll ever listen to. Uh, if you have uh, any questions, please put them in capital letters. Uh, it makes it a little bit easier for me to to find them in the chat room. Uh, so if you could, I would appreciate it. And uh, we just kind of go from there. Nice and simple. Nice and simple. Yeah, I think they took Butch. I think they took Butch when he passed. Oh, hell yeah. He's up. Yeah, he's up there with them or wherever. Um, yeah, I think they did. Yeah, he. Uh, I, uh, I know he's come here. I know he's come here since the end. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> I know he, uh, you know, I felt him around uh, around here. Um, it's hard, you know, like I, I, you know, like even I, I've had so many people come up to me cause I took that last piece of audit. The last thing he ever said to me, I put it on the back end of the show. I had it recorded mm-hmm. and, uh, <clears throat> I grabbed that audio and I, uh, I put it at the back end of our show. So if you stay until the end of the show, you, you'll hear uh, you'll hear Butch's voice there, and, and you know we're almost a year later. God, it still still punches me in the guts each and every time mm. I hear it. Man, still punches me in the guts. You know, I'll be doing a show sometimes, uh, especially when I'm on my show, and this hallway back here goes into my kitchen. Yeah, people swear they see Butch back there. It wouldn't surprise. I me. keep I hear I hear that all the time. I, I, I have felt him around, not necessarily then, but I have felt him around. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm told that a lot. I, I think uh, the funniest was a couple of months ago, I had this psychic lady uh, asked me, uh, she goes, there, there's a spirit in your studio that comes into your studio. It's a, it's of a very, very cranky person. And <laughs> I was like, Oh God, Man, that wasn't, that did take hard. That wasn't hard to figure out who that oh, was. Oh God. And, yeah. He's, he's a nice, real nice person, but he, he can be really cranky, you know? Oh God. I'm like, yeah, that's our man, Butch. That's our man, yeah. Butch. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. God bless him. God bless him. Uh, we've got about 30 seconds here. I want to say a big thank you. A hat trick for Louie tonight on the Super Chats. Thank you so much. Deb and Ozzy Ozzy, Royal Morning Blue, and Stephen Finnegan over in the UK. Very much appreciate uh the love and and, and uh, support through the super chat. Uh, we got a lot of people listening. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, ring that bell, give us a thumbs up. It really helps with our algorithms. And here we go with the uh, next half hour of the show, everyone. past the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for allowing us to broadcast you live during this holiday season. want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on tonight with Strange Days. We have Lon Strickler until the top of the hour. His website is phantomsandmonsters.com. I suggest you check it on out for all the cool reports that they have there. Lon, thank you so much for joining us. we got a ton of questions here from our audience. We'll start off with Glenn. He goes, I know Sasquatch stinks, but are there weird odors associated with other cryptids? There's a question we've never had. Yeah, uh, quite honestly, the uh, the winged humanoids uh that had been showing up in Chicago, we've had some odors, strange odors associated with some of those, like an ammonia smell. Yeah. That's one that I can think of. Uh, I think that happened in two instances where the witness had gotten close enough to where they had been. And uh, they noticed a very strong odor of ammonia. Um, I don't know what that's all about, but I, that's the, the one thing offhand I can re- remember. And a lot of times with, uh, with cryptid canines, that's usually real bad smells as well. Just like Sasquatch. And, you know, not all Sasquatch have that odor. You know, when I had my encounter back in 1981, 
I was about 40 foot away from this thing. And the only thing I smelled was something that was, and I've said this like Fox urine, Fox urine smell. And I, I, I knew that smell because it was something I used to mask my boots with when I used to go deer hunting. And that's, that's what I remember. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's, uh, those are the only ones that I can recall. Let's go to Joe in California. Have there ever been reports of people seeing giant spiders, bodies the size of St. Bernard's? Not that I know of. <laughs> nope. Nope, nope. I, I can't say it has. I mean, the only time I've ever heard of big spiders is down in uh, either down in the Yucatan or down in the jungle where they'd go into the caves and see these huge spiders in there. But as far as you know, something that's encrypted or something that's not known. No, I don't know of anything like that. The only one that I have ever heard of or seen is what my buddy Merle and I saw in our local uh, museum barn. And they had just put up this idiotic jail cell inside a Clydesdale barn to try and raise money. And the jail Mm -hmm. cell had been sitting dormant in there for about 25 years. And Mm -hmm. one one of the volunteers decided to erect it, and it brought in a bunch of negative energy. And so Merle and I were in there investigating because they didn't believe us, you know, by saying, well, you know, it, it was in there for 25 years. You know, we never had anything bad happen. So why, now that it's erected, would there be bad stuff? And I said, well, because when you re erect something, it recreates the energy. Mm-hmm. And jail cells are negative energy. So mm-hmm. Merle and I have uh, his girlfriend and one of our investigators inside the jail cell. And, hit, and there's a tarp on one side of the jail cell leading to the exit. And all of a sudden, we watch this. I call it a spider crawling along the roof, a shadow spider. And this thing, God is my witness, was probably five, six feet long. And it went racing right through the tarp, then back down to the other end of the barn, and then straight back again through the tarp, and we never saw it again. Well, I can't say I've ever heard anything like that before, but yeah. Just scared the daylights out of us. I bet. Yeah. I don't like spiders. Let's go to Nikki in Seattle. I'm not partial to them either. Nikki in Seattle asks, Lon, why do you believe the veil has thinned? What is your take on it? You know, I I can't really say. Um, the, the The only thing I could say as far as that's concerned is that it, it does seem that energies are able to cross into our world much easier than they used to. I mean, I've been doing this for a while now, and it, it seems like it wasn't, it didn't seem as easy before. But I, I think I don't know if they if there's some energy on our side that summons these things that makes it easier for them to come over, that may be. Uh, I have thought that with, with a lot of types of entities, even cryptids, uh, I think cryptids, some cryptids are, 
either interdimensional or come from other dimensions or other realities. And I, I, my theory on some of these is that they're summoned. And um, maybe by that being done, it, it makes it much easier for them to cross over into our, into our reality, into our earth plane. Uh, that's just that. my take on it. Yeah. I could see that. I could, I could honestly see that coming into play. I really could. All right. Penny has kind of a similar question. What do you think is causing the veils thinning rapidly? But just like I said, I, I think the, um, I think there are forces on our side that are causing a lot of that. Um, I, I think certain malevolency can do that. I think certain people who have abilities that do things that they really shouldn't do can cause that. Um, that's just like, for instance, I have been saying for years, and I do truly believe this because I've investigated the area pretty a lot, is Point Pleasant and the area around the uh, West Virginia Ordnance Works. I think there's a very strong indigenous spirit that resides there and has resided there. And I think as protection that it summoned the Mothman or that winged being. Uh, and I think that's what the Mothman actually is. I think it was a summoned being used as a, a sentinel or a protector. Hmm. That's an interesting theory, sentinel or protector. Mm -hmm. Can you go into detail on that? Well, I mean, as time has gone on, especially with our investigation in Chicago, I, I think there, there's a lot of things that we have experienced may, and I'm not saying it actually does, but may bolster that theory. Uh, but I do know at Point Pleasant, I have been involved with several investigations where we've done EVPs and, you know, spirit work and such. And there is a very, very strong presence there. I, I believe it was probably uh, the essence or light force of a Shawnee Indian in the area. I don't know which one, but I think it was very, maybe a medicine man, maybe someone that was killed or had died some horrific way, and it still resides there. And um, I think back in the 60s when, you know, that area, the, the TNT plant that, West Virginia Orange worked. They had a lot of young people and a lot of young adults who used to party and hang out down there in the area. And I feel this, I feel this entity, this spirit, this energy felt threatened by it. And I think that's why it was summoned as a protector. And I think some of these uh these wing humanoids or wing beings may actually be interdimensional beings ultra-terrestrials that are summoned as protectors. Now, I'm not saying that it's actually going, that's what's going on in Chicago, but there is some some kind of, oh, I don't know, you can say it's anecdotal, but maybe some evidence that, and we don't have the proof of it, 
but there's there are a lot of strange things that we have been uh, that we have the people on our team have experienced that make you think that you know, maybe there is something to this. But that theory, I I've had that theory for a long time. So maybe you know, maybe we're onto something. You know, you know the whole winged humanoid thing. The whole Mothman thing, you know, I had that encounter back in 88. Uh, and then we I kind of fell into this whole Chicago Mothman thing, Chicago winged humanoid thing. And we've kind of been exclusive on the investigation for the most part. It, it, it just seems that I or people around me were destined to work on this thing. I, you know, I know it sounds crazy and some people will discount that. But I think it all started with me back in 88. Makes entire sense. Makes entire sense. It could very well be. Could very well be, Elon. Now you, we'll see. You I are mean, a trendsetter. You are a trendsetter. So I'm not putting it past. Let's go to Forrest Louie here. Hey, Elon, what is your most interesting case of 2022? Oh, I had to be the, um, had to be that cryptid, that, that, Cryptic canine, I just that I mentioned before, that you know, that was so remarkable, and so many people are working with us now on that, you know, and uh, that was just a cut above most reports, and um, you know, I I actually did an interview with with Matt and other folks uh, with Tim Renner who works on our team as well. And uh, you might have to, you might want to go there and go to Fans of Monsters Radio and, and and watch it, but it's the Berks County Cryptid Canine. It's um, you listen to it; it's pretty remarkable. It really is, and this is something that's going to take us into next year and probably on because uh, we want to find out what this thing is. All right, let's continue on here. Let's go to Terry Hall from Oregon. My last hitchhiker encounter left me totally drained while others have left me elated. Why? What's the difference? You might've, you might've encountered a psychic vampire. Somebody drained your energy. You might've encountered something that looked living, but was actually a spirit energy that drained your energy. Uh, you know, we, we come across a lot of different things in our life. Uh, certain people, and I'm talking about living people can just sap you of energy for whatever reason. I mean, it, it's just part of their being. And why that is, I don't know. But um, you know, I, I, I think that's uh that can that's that may very well be what happened to you. Could be. I mean, how do hitchhikers form? Tell our audience. Well, you, you, now you're talking about an energy that has stuck, stayed around an area where they possibly died at. And they're, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. How does one pick well, one up? I mean, yeah, many times it's 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 someone who died suddenly. Uh, the energy of someone who died suddenly it's so strong that they look like they're, they're you know, they're, they're they're living. I mean, they're still living. And uh, why that energy stays around the way it does, 
it could it could be residual and it could be very intelligent or very strong energy that just remains on this earth plane as an earth bound and uh that lives off the living energy to, that allows it to manifest the way it does uh you know you've heard about you know just like resurrection mary and and chicago and and I tell you, in, in Maine, I don't know what it is about the state of Maine, but there are more female hitchhikers, ethereal female hitchhikers than anywhere I know of. There's like five or six pl- stories in Maine. Uh, I don't know what it is about Maine, but uh, you know, this is this is a phenomenon that that has been going on for ever since you know there have been cars and carts picking people up and such. Uh, it's just a very strong earthbound energy that is able to be able to feed off living energy and to manifest. All right, let's continue on here with uh, questions. Penny is asking. Uh, okay, she already asked that. I apologize. Hadley is asking mm-hmm. if you had the chance to go to another exoplanet, would you leave Earth, Lon? No. I'm happy here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not. No, I don't think I would. You know, I had somebody ask me that once before. Uh, I had talked about doing remote views, and when I was training remote viewing, I was actually taken off planet during a, re- a view session, and that was the scariest thing I ever. One of the scariest things I ever encountered. Uh, and. Uh, no, I don't think I would. If, if they come pick me up and say, you know, we'll take you if you want to go. Mm-mm, I ain't going. Great question from one of our new listeners in our chat room. These are these. Uh, do men in black still exist? People seem to see them. Uh, I get reports all the time of people who have had an encounter with a, a UFO or some unknown craft or even uh, an unknown or otherworldly being and for whatever reason these 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 people show up these men in black and they're usually dressed in black sometimes they're it's not like the old fedora and everything like they used to but the, the one main characteristic that's usually consistent is they they got olive colored skin they act really weird act robotic like I think the men in black are the cleanup crew for the aliens. I don't think it has anything to do with the U.S. government or anything. I think when people see things that they're not supposed to see or something showed up that wasn't supposed to be seen, I think that's the cleanup crew because they usually show up pretty quick. They usually show up before the person even has the, you know, the thought of even reporting something like that. Yeah, and you know what? I'm wondering if we're seeing because of the UFO uh, game going on right now, and I call it a game because I don't think it's disclosure whatsoever, but mm-hmm. I really think that that because UFOs are now in the presence of everything, I, it really makes me wonder whether or not 
there is still a job. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey there, I'm David Novak. I ran Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. And like you, I'm always learning so I can be the best leader I can be. That's why I started How Leaders Lead, the first leader-to-leader podcast with CEOs from Adobe, Pepsi, and Home Depot, and greats like Tom Brady, Jim Nance, and Jack Nicklaus. You'll learn how to win, how to bounce back, and how to lead. Listen to this insight from Stanley Druckenmiller, the greatest investor of all time. If you love what you do, first of all, your work ethic is going to be fantastic. You're just going to be better at something if you enjoy it than if you don't enjoy it. And this from Brian Cornell, the CEO of Target. I think you've got to balance short-term with long-term. And you've got to have a conviction that the things you're doing, your investments, your strategy, over time, you're making the right investments and right decisions for your brand and your business. So listen to How Leaders Lead wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the best podcast on leadership you'll ever listen to. For the men in black. Oh, I think there, I, I think there is a place for them. Um, I, I think people do have these encounters and still do. You know, it, it, it seems that most cases that have been described to me by, by experiencers, uh, that have had these beings show up, uh, they are traumatized by it. They're scared, and for why they, you know, come forward many times is beyond me. But you know, if they did what they did to them, what they did would do to me. If they do that to me, I don't think I'd say much. But uh, you know, some people are just inclined to uh, report it. Uh, I think a lot more people have these encounters that come. More so that come forward, then come forward because I, I think this is still very prevalent. I think so too. You know, I just, you know, mm-hmm. I just have a tough time believing they're still out there. I think they were at one point. Don't get me wrong. You know, I mean, uh, you know, there's been some great photos over the years of, of Men in Black. There's been there's been great encounters that have been caught on tape that are just high strangeness. But I'm just wondering, because of the fact that UFOs are out there now on a more public scale, if they're not hauling back a lot of these equations. And, you know, the one thing where I think it gets blown out of proportion, Law, not to, you know, put a damper on the subject, but Mm -hmm. I've been doing this for eight years. You've been doing this for a long time, much longer than I. I have a really tough time when you see a podcaster or a YouTuber with, like, less than 200 followers or subscribers claiming how, you know, they got the knock on the door. They were followed by uh, black vehicles or helicopters over their house. And here I'm thinking, I know for a fact due to insiders that there are people right now in Washington, D.C., in some alphabet agency listening to this show. I know that 100%, okay, that it's happening on a nightly basis. And the idea Mm -hmm. that I've never been followed, never got the knock on the door, never been threatened, you know, 
I feel a little left out compared to some of these people with less than <laughs> you know, 200 I remember you saying this once before. And I, I have been, I have been, I've had three encounters with the alphabet agencies and, uh, it's not a fun thing. I mean, I, I would rather not have it. Uh, but I guess they find it necessary to say something to you. I've backed off each, each and every time they've come to me. Uh, it's not fun. It's one instance is really scary, but you know, the first time I would, I had no idea what I was going through, but, um, yeah, well, I told you the story about the yeah. ones that came to my doctor's office. So, yeah, well, all I'm yeah. saying is, you know, old Davy can be bought. It's real simple, real simple. Just write me a check, write me a check. <laughs> One final question, Lon from Blackbird Immaculate. Are you familiar with uh-huh. the beast of the land between the lakes or the campers found mutilated? If so, your yeah, thoughts. I'm familiar with this. I'm familiar with the story. I actually wrote about it a couple of weeks ago. I, you know, I had so many people asking me, and I decided, well, I'm going to go back and get the original story and, and post it. And I, it, it, it's a long post, but I did. I went back and got the, the the full, you know, the full thing. I mean, and I actually had some people I contacted, and I asked them, you know. Give give me the real story. What what was supposedly what supposedly happened? And after reading it and after writing it again, because I think I did it years and years ago, I I just don't believe it happened. I mean, it something may have happened, but to the degree that it was supposed to be, people have been mutilated, and I don't know if that really happened or not. I mean, uh, people some people swear by it, but you got to show me some more than. Just you know, just the story. It's I mean, the story is so legendary now. It's it's almost like taken as as fact, and I just don't see it. Lon, I want to say a big thank you for everything that you have done for Spaced Out Radio here in 2022. I think you are a a very stand up guy. You're very truthful with everything that you bring to the table, and it's been an absolute pleasure this year in getting to know you and uh, what you're all about, learning more about fandomsandmonsters.com and all your great books you have out there. Thank you so much for making 2022 a great year for Spaced Out Radio tonight, my man. Well, it's my pleasure, and with us hope 2023 is better. Well, I think it will be, and we'll be talking oh, to I you. Oh, I think so, too. And, I, and we're going to get up publicly right now. You're going to continue this in 2023 with us. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I will. Perfect. That's why we love you, my friend. All the best on New Year's Eve, and uh, thank you, my friend, for being a big part of what we do. Glad to be here. Thanks again. Phantomsandmonsters.com, Lon Strickler. You can find his books on his website or on Amazon. Coming up next to kick off hour number three, we're going to head to the swamp. We've got a great story from Swamp Dweller. Then little Granty Baker is going to join us, filling in for the Timbit on the UFO Report. We continue right after this. Great show, Lon. Great show as per usual, buddy. Thank you so much, man. No problem. Anytime. Well, any time is taco time as well, you know. <laughs> but you have yourself a good one, my man. Yeah. 
Yeah, I and I do I enjoy it. I really do. I mean, you know. I enjoy doing your show. Well, we love you here, man. We uh we uh love you. Doug Shelby says it best. Butch would definitely approve just like us. Absolutely would. Amen to that, man. Amen to that. And uh, I'll I'll let you go cuz I know it's late where you are, my friend. But uh have a great new year. And uh you too. much love to you and your family and uh we'll we'll talk to you next year. Yeah, keep in touch. We'll talk soon. We'll do. Take care. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Lon Strickler everyone. Nobody does it better. Nobody does it better. We love him around here. We're going to take a little break. I'm going to bring in our main man, the Grantavius Maximus to entertain you guys. Uh Grant, I'm going to just step away for a couple of seconds here. Uh your goatee is looking fantastic. Nice and tight. Uh, needs a little bit more fill in on the sides there. It looks a little thin, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. How you doing, buddy? It, it I'm doing good. It, it, it I'm going to be honest. It's never connected my whole life. Yeah, 43 years old, no connection. Hey, it, hey, it is what it, it is. It happens. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Love v love. You go How take you doing? your break, my man. I'll be right back, dude. You uh, right. have fun with the audience. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spaced Out Radio. This is not the after hours. This is the one real deal. Oh, my gosh. Let's see who's in there. Penny Van. Hi. And, yes, Midwest Night Watchers. How you doing? (laughs) Good seeing you. Let's see who else we got in here tonight. Oh, my gosh. Glenn Dennison. Good seeing you as well, my friend. Yeah, tonight's going to be Chibro Sounds. Good seeing you as well. Good seeing everybody. I am not supposed to be here, but I am. So I'm taking the a little bit of a time taking away from Dave's show just so I can come on here and flex my muscles. Hi, Susan Place. Good seeing you as well. I have no muscles, you know, my little pea shooters. But uh, cat tacos. Hmm. That does sound interesting. We won't get into that, though. So, Joe, we'll just leave that one alone. Uh, Jessica S., good seeing you as well. (laughs) Hope everybody had a great, great holiday. You know, we had a lot of fun here. We had two Christmases and lots of toys. I buy my children toys, and I buy the ones that I like to play with and and that way if they're bored with them they get handed down to yours truly so (laughs) merry christmas to you kira love you it's good seeing you jamie johnson good seeing you as well hello to you Uh, and it's what is it jorgen johansson good seeing you as well i i just it's those names i'm i'm gonna butcher every one of them I'm not even supposed to be here today, Blackbird. I'm not. But I'm taking the advantage because we didn't do the After Hours show uh, this last weekend. We won't be doing it this next weekend because, obviously, New Year's. You do not want to see me New Year's Eve. Trust me. (laughs) You don't. If I went on the show, YouTube wouldn't even allow it on uh, that night because... That's when my my mouth gets away and a little bit of the fermented beverages 
so to speak, uh, interact with the bloodstream. And yeah, I'll go a little haywire. But yeah, no, I hope everybody's had a great Christmas. I hope every single one of you have a great New Year. Let's see what we got here. Fred Flintstone gift. Uh, uh, yeah, my, I didn't do the Fred Flintstone gifting this year. In fact, I did something completely different. I don't know if you know what Ulta is. Ulta is a, a place that women love to go to. Uh, you can buy two items and spend 500 bucks there. So I got a gift card for my wife for there, as well as, uh, an hour and a half long massage. And this is what I call the pamper Christmas. I bought her probably about 350 bucks worth of like, like those weird candles. It took me forever to find them too. The ones with the wooden wicks, they keep me up. If you leave one lit on, on the dresser, they crackle, but she loves them. So I bought her a dozen of them as well as everything else you can imagine. And then the creme de la creme was a little package that I had hidden in the tree. And it was from the local jewelry store that we have here in Southern Oregon. And I bought her, she likes white gold. So I got her white gold and I got her these really nice, uh, pretty big, you know, that quarter inch diamond, white gold, uh, 14 karat solid gold earrings. And I was, completely beside myself because I bought my Mercedes for less than I paid for those earrings. <laughs> but oh well. Hello, Robert. How you doing, my friend? Good seeing you as well. Angels are life. Good seeing you. Hello to you. And here we go. We're going to have some fun. Hey, we got 10 seconds oh. here, my man. Here we go. you like to connect with us head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info now back to dave scott and sor third and final hour of space out radio is now underway good to have you with us my name is dave scott very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are during this holiday season thank you to everyone tuning us in on our terrestrial affiliates around north america digitally on odyssey radio talk stream live and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Quantant. Quantant is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. It is time once again where we head to the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller takes us on another spooky journey. 
Hi, Spaced Out Radio listeners. This is Swamp Dweller. It's time for your nightly dose of spookiness on the show. If you have an interesting encounter or a spooky story that you would like to share, be sure to submit them in at swampdweller.net. You can also find our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash swampdwellerreads. Now, let's chill out, relax, and together, let's enter the swamp. This story takes place one year ago when I lived in the backwoods of Georgia. I now live in Wyoming. It's much better here. My name is Patrick. I'm 17 now, but this happened when I was 16 years old. And this is hard for me to write because it still scares the hell out of me to this day. My friends Mark, CJ, and Chelsea, and I were going to spend the night together because my brother was at his friend's house, and my mom and dad were going to be out of town for the next week. I must note I was 16, Mark was 15, and Chelsea was the same age as me. CJ was 17, and he had his license. Because I lived in the backwoods, CJ drove Mark and Chelsea to my house. The first three hours were just fine and regular. We watched movies, played some PS4 games, and browsed Netflix until midnight. At this point, we were browsing the internet looking for creepy paranormal stories and videos. Mark is a believer, and so am I and Chelsea. CJ, he's a skeptic, but we still liked him because he was cool. He is a more badass punk rock version of Tom Cruise. And I say Tom Cruise because he was about 5'4", Mark is 5'6", Chelsea is 4'10", and I am 6'4". I am the tallest. My dad is an ex-marine. He is a badass. At 70 years old, he is 6'4", and can still take on just about anyone. I definitely got my height from my dad. Had I not been tall and robust and strong, my friends and I would not be alive today. Here's why. We were sitting, alone, and my dog went nuts out of nowhere. I grabbed my dad's shotgun because my house was on a back road in the woods. The nearest person was five miles away, and my property had a no trespassing sign and private property signs were posted everywhere. It's very clear to see. So I look outside and see nothing. Then, I hear a sound that sends chills down my spine even as I write this. I said, what the heck is that? CJ comes running outside. I hand him my mom's pistol. And just as we get ready to walk back into the house, I see something run into the woods. CJ and I run after it with our guns and flashlights. After about 15 minutes, CJ goes, shh, quiet. Then he points at something. It takes me a minute to see what it is. Then, after my eyes adjust, I see it. I open fire and then CJ starts shooting as well. I stop and tell him to stop soon after. We hear a scream coming from the house. CJ and myself run back to the house faster than I think we've ever had before. It was almost like we were track and field stars at this point. We hear that god-awful sound again. CJ and I run into the back door. We find Mark and Chelsea in the corner of the room. Chelsea was crying and said, What was that? We all had shock on our faces. And when I looked at my dog, Sarah, who is a 10-year-old black lab, she is the best dog ever, I saw her hiding behind my dad's chair, and there were three long and deep claw marks along her side. We spent the rest of the night in the upstairs bedroom with all of the doors locked. When the sun came up, we went outside with my dad's shotgun and searched the backyard. I found two large, giant footprints where I saw that thing run into the woods. I told CJ and Mark, but not Chelsea. I ended up staying at CJ's place for the next couple of days because I was so freaked out. Then, my mom and dad came home one day. It was about dinner time. When dad and I talked in the living room, I told him exactly what happened. He said I probably saw a Wendigo. Mark just told me he had stage 4 cancer. He only has six months to live, so I figured I would share the story. And that's why we love the Swamp Dweller around here. 
coming in and telling us spooky events from around the world. If you want more, you can always go to his channel, Swamp Dweller Reads. That's Swamp Dweller Reads at YouTube. Go click on it, hit subscribe. He's got thousands of stories just like that for free, and we love it when he kicks off hour three of this show each Monday through Friday night. Thank you, Swampy. And from the swamp to the stars, let's hit the UFO report. Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. in for a vacationing little Timmy Senor. We got Grantavius Maximus, otherwise known as Grant Baker, from our After Hours show on the weekends here on Spaced Out Radio. Having a weekend off due to Christmas. He'll be off again with the team this coming weekend because of New Year's, but they'll be back strong, large, and in charge on the weekend show, the weekend after the first full weekend in January of 2023. Mr. Maximus, how you doing, buddy? Good. How you doing, my friend? It's it's good seeing you tonight. It is good seeing you tonight, and I appreciate you filling on in. How was your Christmas? Uh, my my Christmas was absolutely amazing, and I hope everybody out there who's listening to this show had an amazing Christmas, as well as this New Year's that is directly upon us. <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, man, we are just five months away from our Vegas party. Five months. Oh, I, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I Last know. year's was absolutely epic and amazing. There was a ton, a ton of amazing people that showed up as well from fans to experiencers. You know, we even had Science Bob dressed up, Linda Bolton Howe. I mean, it was great. It was amazing. So anybody that wants to come to the next, you know, the, the Vegas party that we're going to have, uh, trust me, it is more than worth every penny that you might spend to get there. But once you get there, you'll understand it is absolutely epic. I love it. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait either. And you know, we're getting more and more people coming on in and wanting information. And you know, we, we kind of have a timeline planned out. Our VIPs are going to have a VIP party on the Friday night. And uh, if you want to be a VIP, uh, we'll get more information to you at info at spacedoutradio.com. Info at spacedoutradio.com. If you're coming, you want to be a VIP, we'll get you that information. And, you know, and then we got the seven hour, six to seven hour YouTube show that we're going to do on the Saturday. We're going to have a poker event. We're going to have a, a sky watch after the YouTube show, uh, you know, out in the desert of Nevada. It's going to be absolutely absolutely great man i cannot wait to meet up with our fans once again and you know what it's been a big year of 2022 for spaced out radio you know we uh we're starting to gain a lot of listenership we gained over 20,000 subscribers we broke that a couple of weeks ago on our youtube channel and our numbers are going up and uh you know it's a big thank you to everybody who's really paying attention to what we are doing seven days a week here and grant uh, you and it's time to recognize you you sausage loving genius for without you how would we know that Eckridge smoked sausage can be eaten thrice in one day and that you can take your lunch break before noon mm-hmm. here's to you Eckridge smoked sausage you do you 
Hey y'all, I'm Steve Azar inviting you to escape to Pearl River Resort where the fun is going non-stop. Enjoy gaming excitement and catch the thrill of the big win. After the thrills, test your skills at the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. There's dining delight and love at first sight. And it's always no work and all play at Silver Star and Golden Moon Casinos. So come on, leave it all behind and head to Pearl River Resort. Danielle and Nick have done a great job in really solidifying what we are doing on the weekends along with Jessica Jones. And uh, we're adding another member to your team, which is going to be great. A gentleman by the name of Marquise Williams. Marquise will actually be my guest tomorrow night. We're going to introduce him on the show because he's an experiencer and he is someone who is very much into the UFO world, and uh, he is graciously uh, going to be joining the After Hours team and uh, just solidifying everything that you guys do. It's going to be amazing because I've had the opportunity, as well as you have, to talk to Marquise. And Marquise is, is, he is a shining star. He is the diamond in a rough when when it comes to the epicness of his nature. I encourage everybody, if, if you haven't watched the After Hour show, go to it when Marquise is on it, especially tomorrow night when he's going to be with you, Dave. He is absolutely amazing. I love his straightforwardness. He's a gentleman among scholars, and I'm so excited to have him on the team. You have no idea. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm like literally like, yes, we need him. He's great. I love it. Oh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And, uh, you know, he's going to be helping us out quite a bit and and helping us uh, move forward here. And, uh, you know, that way, if our after hours, you know, say somebody wants to take a night off, we still have a full crew there and everybody's going to be, you know, going hard because our, our goal this year is to bring the after hours show into podcast form and down to the terrestrial radio side as well, because I know we I've had a couple of inquiries from radio stations saying, hey, guys, is there any chance that uh, we could get some weekend programming because it's really taken off here with Spaced Out Radio on our radio stations and we'd like a little bit more? I mean, if that's a good problem to have, that is fantastic. We could cure that. We could totally cure that. By the way, we before we go any further, let's give a shout-out to one of our r- real loyal listeners that's in our chat room uh, all the time. Love v. Love, happy birthday to you. And we're going to send you some love from the SOR team here and uh, very much appreciate you tuning us in on your birthday. And uh, maybe during the break we'll sing you some happy birthday. We're always good for something. I, I will definitely sing happy birthday. In fact, love... Vanessa, I will personally sing you happy birthday. Look in your messenger later. I got you, girl. All right. Perfect. Perfect. All right. You know, 2022 has been another up and down year for UFOs this year. We've had some great stories. We've had some great news. We've had some questionable stories. And we've had a lot of controversy as well. And and you were able to find an article that kind of blends it all together here, Grant. I did. And and for anybody that's wondering, this is at space.com. This is where I found the article. It actually has 10 things, 10 points of reference 
that you can look at 2022 as a whole. And in fact, it covers a little bit of 2021 and even a little bit of 2020, but it all, it brings it into more of a, a coexistence of what exactly is going on today from declassified UFO reports. It, this is the turning point year of UAP UFO, including the DOD, NASA, the United States government, globally, this is the year that we should all be lucky to be alive in. True enough. True enough. And and going through this report, you know, we, we look at uh, everything has really taken somewhat of a, <clears throat> how can we put it? A real scientific side of everything. Everybody wants to know the science of everything that's kind of going on. You know, about the nuts and bolts. You know, how are these craft made? How can we uh, calculate their speed, their trajectory, their movement, everything that goes along with it? We're seeing a lot of that. We are. And in fact, speaking about science, there's a science director of the Center of UFO Studies in Chicago. And there was a quote from him. And he says the effort of, you know, or actually the effort to detect, track and measure the UFO phenomenon in a field in real time has, it's really entered a new phase and the technology has gotten better. Software tools have improved and the current interest in UFOs has attracted new and quite frankly, qualified professionals. So we're, we're in a time right now where science is really getting on board for the first time with UAP and UFOs. And as a consequence, and he's even stated this, that we'll have even more evidence, I mean, really as if we needed it, that UFO phenomenon is real and can be studied scientifically. So, I mean, this is this is a major step. This is a good stepping stone year for our field. I mean, you have people that have been in this for decades. And 2022, in fact, starting in 2021, we're finally getting there. We're making leaps, not just baby steps. We're we're making full strides in this in this field. And I'm I can't wait to see where this culminates to. Well, the only question I have in regards to this is this. How much science can be done without a crash retrieval? Right Good now question. right now to me, and this is just my opinion. Grant, and we're going to go through all 10 of these tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for me, the, the big question that I have is outside of mathematics, where we can calculate the speed, the trajectory, the the G-forces, you know, the maybe, maybe we got lucky on radar material. We don't know what these craft are. We don't know if they're ours. We don't know if they're theirs, theirs being otherworldly. We can only assume right now. And I have a real tough time in letting this go, this subject go into the hands of nuts and bolts scientists when when we sit here and and we are just looking at mathematics, not the physics behind it, not the the touching feeling part about it, even though we know that there are crash retrievals that are being hidden. Mm -hmm. So you said something about physics. We... Physics is a natural science that studies matter. Well, it's thank you, Siri. Appreciate that. Yeah, I, 
I don't understand why she does that. No one said anything. I said, just to understand, you spoke about physics, and then all of a sudden, thanks. They're always listening, people. <laughs> so we don't understand the physics. And, and to be quite frank about this, we don't even understand 80% of what's under our oceans. We have a generalized, in my mind, theory of the physics that we live by. But I don't think that we understand completely the physics of the universe. We do know that water is what ultimately creates life. If there's water on the surface of a planet, life in some way, shape, or form is going to happen. We understand that type of physics. But when it comes to certain other aspects of it, I don't think we understand. When you have President Joe Biden, who signed a $768.2 billion national defense bill this year, a lot of that money was allocated to trying to figure this out. Granted, the DOD of the United States and some and plenty of other countries see these things and of course you can call it what it is we don't understand what they are they defy our natural physics that means we have a fundamental flaw in our thinking of physics now i'm not a scientist but realistically something's wrong there and we need to figure it out and that's where science should or scientists should come into the picture and be like okay what is really going on here and how is this going on? And then we're going to have a, a reclassification of physics. Well, and I agree with you. I think this subject could touch brand new science that we've never explored before. My question is, how are we getting there when there is nothing to touch, to feel, to take apart? Okay. Unless they being the U.S. government or the military, allows us to do that. That is my concern with everything. Because right now, it, it, right now with, you know, basically what science and the government has said is they've said to people like you, Grant, or to Richard Dolan, or to Grant Cameron, or to every experiencer out here, you don't matter. We've got this now. We'll take care of it. You just go off and and do your own thing. We'll worry about the UFOs and we'll worry about what they are. We'll worry about, you know, what they're all about. Are they coming down here? Well, you know, because we're the good guys here. We're, we're into this investigation. You know, you know, I mean, you look at the crap with NASA, you look at the crap with the Navy, basically say, we, we're not going to deal with this anymore. We don't, we're done with this topic. Okay. I mean, we're not going to win. We're, I hate to be the, the black sheep here, okay? But we're not going to win in this subject, man. We're, we're not. And as just recently you had Grant Cameron on your show, which I encourage anybody to listen to. And he had spoke of a story about, you know, asking that particular question. And it's like, oh, it's just your curiosity. Why would we change everything that we're doing for your curiosity? They're not. It's a multi-billion dollar program. They're gaining something. The United States military, the DOD, wants to weaponize everything from toothpaste to dental floss. I mean, they, they, they're not going to tell us anything until 
I hate to say it, until it is 100% undeniable. If something happens that they can't cover up, that the world sees, then the cat's out of the bag. But until then, their whole... Anybody that lives in the United States knows this. They're trying to weaponize air. They're not going to let us know. They, where Our curiosity is not enough for them to declassify anything. So why not? They're just going to make money off of it. Look at NASA. Right when they first started this out, $100,000. That's one person on their team's paycheck for the year. Yeah. Now they're getting more involved in it. Okay, that's great. But quite literally, look at the billions of dollars in these in these bills that are coming through. That even Biden, the United States president, does not even want to talk about UFOs. He doesn't want to talk about UAPs or anything to do with it. He says, go ask the last president. Go ask the one before that. He doesn't have time for it. But He's still signing those bills and he's still passing them. That's that's the footprints in the sand. That's what's telling you, okay, they're taking this seriously. Very Whether true. we know about it or not, they're taking it seriously. Very true. That is a, a great point as you, you know, we get ready to head to the second point of this tonight. Declassified UFO reports. You know, I don't know if we're going to see any more you know, coming on out, but this was a part of 2022, man. We got 30 seconds. There's 1,574 pages of UFO-related reports, and that material has been out there. In fact, it was given to a newspaper, So, and, and they even talk about ATIP. It's out there, and that 1,574 pages is not even the tip of the iceberg. It's not even the tip of the iceberg. No, that that it is not. And, you know, we need to understand that the majority of, of this information that is coming out, they can talk about how these reports are coming out and everything. But are you seeing it? Am I seeing it? Is the public seeing it? No. No. No, it's not. We're going to get more into the top 10 UFO studies, courtesy of Space.com. Grant Baker tonight on the UFO Report. Stay tuned. More UFO talk when we return for the final half hour of Spaced Out Radio next. Very cool, man. Good start. Good start. Heck yeah, dude. We're not even started yet. (laughs) Oh, we're getting ready. Oh, man. We are getting ready. You know, I, I remember 10 years ago when I was talking to people about UFOs and and any kind of landings that happened and books that were written and people were like, oh, you know, well, what's going on? I remember when, uh, what was it, uh, the French came out with all their reports on UFOs. And I kept saying as soon as they they opened every, all their archives up, I was like, you see that? Everybody's going to be doing that. And like, well, what does that mean? I'm like, they're waiting to see who has the smoking gun. And I guarantee you it's the, the United States. I guarantee you we're the ones with the smoking gun. We're also the world's longest lying 
<laughs> government. Well, you know what? We can only hope, man. We can only hope that it uh, it comes to fruition. That's all we can do. And hopefully it uh, it comes down to it. Hopefully, you know, eventually the, there is going to be some sort of break. There will be. I mean, the cover-up can't go on forever. And, you know, behind the scenes, hey, Mark Smith and Tokeland, how you doing, guys? <clears throat> Anybody else come in here that I missed? Uh, no. Well, we're caught up there. I've been talking behind the scenes with a few people here about, uh, you know, Tim and I were talking last week about the idea that, you know, what the public needs here is a watchdog type of group that can disseminate not only for the public but for the media what is good, what is bad, and what doesn't work and what does work for these bills and the and the news that is coming out. You know, like up here in Canada, we have a thing, a group called the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. And their job, part of their job, whether you agree with them or not, but part of their job is to actually, um, uh, hey, Nathan from the Quantum Show, how you doing, bud? Uh, the, part of their job is to is to watch every budget of the of the provincial governments, and then they watch what the federal government does with their budget, and then they break it down for the taxpayers and the media, saying, "Look, this is good. This is not good. This is this works for many people. This may not work for people in the West." You know, they break it all down like that, and I think we need something like that within the UFO community because. <coughs> There are a lot of brains out there right now, guys, that are being that are being uh, silenced, okay, because we're UFO people. You got to realize the majority of people in Washington D.C. they don't like us. They don't like this type of programming that we are bringing to you. They don't like other radio shows, podcasts, YouTube channels like this. They don't want. Uh, <clears throat> they don't want this story out. They want the toys for themselves. And UFOs, realistically, guys, is one of the first topics to really push publicity to the military-industrial complex. At least that's my opinion. I could be wrong, okay? But that's my opinion. And we need to be able to get the proper message out because look, we know the mainstream media has done a terrible job in covering this story. They have, they've tried, but they've done a, a piss poor job. They really have. Why? Well, there's a number of reasons that we don't have time for. We could go over that after the show when we're doing the editing. Remind me of that grant, if you're going to stick around, but uh, you know, what a what a sort of watchdog group would be is trying to explain to the public and to the media what is right and what is wrong about this, about the cover-ups, about the fact that this is confirmation, not disclosure. That your opinion right now as a UFO enthusiast, maybe an eyewitness, maybe an experiencer, means nothing. 
Zero, zilch, nada. All my experiences mean nothing. Grant's experiences mean nothing right now because the government has taken over. Don't we need a watchdog on that? Thank you tonight to uh, our good friend William, Thomas, Louis times three, Stephen, Deb, Ozzy Ozzy, and Royal Morning Blue for the Super Chats tonight. Here we go, everyone. Round of third, we're heading for home tonight on Spaced Out Radio. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on with the UFO report filling in for Tim Senor, Grant Baker from our After Hours show on our YouTube channel. Grant, thank you so much for being here. We are going through Space.com's top 10 stories of UFOs in 2022 and declassified UFO reports Grant, you know, we saw a lot of reports come out. We know that there is over 1,500 pages of UFO-related material, except here's the problem. Late this summer, the United States Navy basically said, we're not playing this game anymore. You're not getting any more videos. You're not getting any more uh, whistleblowers coming out. We don't want to talk about it anymore. We They just basically took their ball and went home. How is this going to affect things going in 20? 20- lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to recognize you, you sausage-loving genius. For without you, how would we know that Eckridge smoked sausage can be eaten thrice in one day? And that you can take your lunch break before noon? Mm-hmm. Here's to you. Eckridge smoked sausage. You do you. 23. You know, I don't think it's going to affect us that much, to be honest with you. The Navy, uh, obviously, we have the Air Force, which has never said anything. Nobody's gotten a peep out of them. Even we've had people like Chris Mellon, who's, who put them on blast a few months back, and still nothing, nothing. It, it's not going to stop the ball rolling forward. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to sit there as a Navy, as a, a part of the defense for the United States, you're going to, you're going to shut up. That's great. Whatever. You're not going to stop individuals in the Navy, you know, part of our, our, the recruits that are in there, you know, people that are serving for the, the country, they're still going to see this stuff. And some of them, there's so many people in, in that, in that branch of our military 
they're not going to sit there and be quiet. I have no doubt that there's still going to be recordings. There's still going to be people that are coming out to say something. It, it If they're not going to play ball as a, um, you know, one of our branches of our military, that's fine. We already have another branch of the military that's not playing ball. It's not going to stop the, you know, the, the can getting kicked down the road, so to speak. I mean, even then, you have people like ATIP, which everybody knows operated from 07 to 12, and they had, you know, 42 medical cases and 300 unpublished cases of human sustaining injuries after these encounters with, with UFOs and UIPs. It's out there. You can't stop this. If you have them being quiet and they don't want to play this game, so to speak, anymore, that's fine. Go ahead and, and, and pull your, your whatever you want out of the game. It's not going to stop what's coming. It's not going to stop it. Period. It may, not, fact, it may not stop it, but it could delay it. You know how many people don't believe in the DOD? They think uh, everything that comes out of the Pentagon or any part of the Department of Defense is just a bunch of malarkey anyway. You, you, it's a game is all it is. It's just one big game. The way we're going to get disclosure, it's not going to be from the Department of Defense. It's not going to be from the Pentagon. It's not going to be from the United States government by any means. It will literally be by every single one of us or until the day that a spaceship literally just parks itself in our atmosphere where every single news channel can get a hold of it. And then it's done. But realistically, individuals are seeing this exactly what I'm talking about all the time, every day just hasn't, hasn't caught on yet. There's, we haven't had that smoking gun on film live like movies in Hollywood. So just because the Navy pulls out, that's fine. The government hasn't pulled out. And as we watch the amount of money, the United States government is pouring into this. You don't need the Navy to tell you that it's real. They've already proven. Disclosure is in the money. Follow the money. Watch where it's going. Watch what they're saying. It's real. They believe it's real. If they don't want to talk about it, that's fine. What they're doing, it's not what they're saying. What they're doing is proving that this is not only a phenomenon, but it's one that they're taking seriously. And I and I agree 100% with your statement there, you know, the issue is when it comes to the public and what the public has, I think, a right to know in in what is going on, this is where it gets a little haywire for me because I can understand, look, there's a lot of technology at play here, okay? There's a lot that could advance humanity into stratospheres that we don't even know, Grant, but... As long as it is being used for the military-industrial complex, we're in trouble. We are in complete trouble with getting the truth about this subject. We have, as people of this planet, a right to know whether or not there have been other civilizations that have contacted us. We have a right to know where those signals have come. Because next to Jesus Christ himself coming down from the heavens, this is 
the next big thing that will affect every person on this planet. Everyone. All right. Including our unborn children and grandchildren and great grandchildren. What's the future hold? We don't know. We don't know because it's being kept from us. I mean, wouldn't you like to know, Grant, as an American citizen, whether or not your country has been in contact with extraterrestrials? I would if I knew Canada did. Absolutely, 100%. I would love to know. I think it's our right to know. I think that, and this, I don't like getting political, but I, I do think that the line in the sand, so to speak, when it comes to certain governments has been crossed by miles. And we are now in a position where we're stuck. We we have governments now that that think that they know better than we do. You know, you have, like Jesus Christ, you have the Bible or whatever you believe in. I, I don't care what it is or who your saint is. There's a belief system there, and it's freely given. But if you're going to hold back the fact that there's other living beings out there, other people that live on different planets, like it makes no sense to me. Why? Why hold it back? Is it money? Is it power? Is it is power and knowledge? Like, how long is that going to last? I agree. You're just you're you're going to create a collapse. You're going to fail as a government institution once the knowledge comes out. You're done, and that might be the reason why they're holding it back is because they knew they made the mistake way back when they've been lying to us this whole time, trying to not create that collapse because once the knowledge comes out, they know that they're finished. All right, let's move on to the next one. The Fermi paradox. Tell us what this is. Well, I don't know if anybody's ever read up on the Fermi paradox and I mean, if there's a civilization that's intelligent enough to develop space travel, I mean, we're intelligent enough to go to the moon or Mars. We know how to do space travel. But when it comes to other species doing it, there's going to be a point where their energy demands would outpace innovation. Basically, they're scientific. Like right now, we're in a an era where you have a computer in your pocket that like my Apple iWatch right here, this Apple watch is more powerful than when we went to the moon last time back in the sixties. This has more computing power. There's going to be a point where their civilization gets to a technological advantage, but their energy consumption is way too much. So alternatively, if there is another civilization out there that can maintain equilibrium and they're going to be stagnating as a result, either that or they're going to be doomed. And to advert that they can undergo what they call a, a, I'm going to screw this up. Homeostatic, homeo, how do you say that? Homeostatic awakening. There There we go. Got the word right. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> but it's it's where they're going to redirect their, their production away from growth across the stars and societal well-being to sustainable development and environmental harmony, so to speak. 
but with the ability to spread across the stars being sacrificed. So basically, you're either going to advance scientifically and go to significant power reduction, and you're going to be doomed, or you can know, like, look, we have gotten onto this plane. We know how to do all this. Now we have to get into a, 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 a homeostasis, a, a level playing field where, because right now humanity and science, science has definitely gone well past humanity. All right, let's move we on. All, let's move on okay. to the next one. A climate alert to aliens. Aliens bringing climate change and it affects both. This is where scientists have actually asked for help <laughs> uh, because of climate change. And everybody knows about uh, METI, or, well, if you don't know, it, it's uh, Messaging Extraterrestrial Intelligence International. That's called METI, M-E-T-I. And it's basically, we're sending out a, a signal to TRAPPIST-1. Anybody can look this up. It's a planetary system, which has seven Earth-like planets, one of them being in what they call the what we call the Goldilocks zone. And we're sending out a signal saying, Hey, this is what we're doing. This is what's going on with our planet. If you have any way to help us, please send us information back on how we can fix what's going on in our little planet. So, and there's actually a quote from Medi, and this is Douglas Valkach. I think I, I, Valkach, whatever. And there's a quote, and he says, alien or any aliens receiving our message won't be surprised to hear about our climate crisis. And they've had decades to observe our planet from afar, which may or may not be true. But realistically, what we're doing is we're sending out a message saying, hey, we need help. Our planet's in trouble. We're in crisis. What do we do? But the problem is, is when you have a planet that's 39 light years away, which is where Trappist one is, it takes 78 years for the round trip. And, and that's saying that they got our signal, responded to it immediately, and sent one back in the way we send signals. It takes 78 years to get that message back. So it's, it's a message for help. I got you. Well, let's see if they can help us clean up the air here. Let's move on to the next one. Alien signals, not, not so fast because as of 2022, SETI has found nothing after 40-plus years. Yeah, there's the, you know, everybody's, this is actually that big, dish in the ground with the five radio or six radio towers around it you know the one that's been in movies it's called fast it's 500 meter aperture spherical radio telescope and so we send these these signals out well some of these things are so sensitive that we're receiving signals back but there's only been three narrow band radio signals that seem uh, they, they came back between what uh, 19 and today so 2019 and today uh, they were exciting initially but it's really something that we don't know what they are uh, and there's a quote there as well where several cases of possible technological traces of ET civilizations are from outside the earth but this is not something that we're able to 
say legitimately that it, it's from an extraterrestrial source. You know, the, the big problem and the problem of this particular case is that we're looking for signals from ETs or other beings. Uh, but what they're finding is a just a ton of signals from us via your cell phone, whether it's radio stations, everything. I mean, they're very weak signals, but, you know, these these things are, the telescopes are super sensitive and can pick up everything. Television, radar, satellites, phones, back in the day, pagers, like literally this thing's picking up everything. So it's really hard for them to weed through that kind of mess to see if something's actually coming from outer space. So I disagree. I disagree. SETI has been doing zero work for the last 40 years, or they've been doing a lot of cover-up work for the last (laughs) 40-plus years. Okay? It's just like Tim and I discussed. The minute Seth Stoshak, uh, who's one of the top scientists at SETI, uh, went uh, and joined the Galileo Project, I knew the Galileo Project was nothing. It was nothing. Because here's a guy who spent 40 years working for NASA looking for any signals whatsoever. There's UFOs all around, all around the astronauts, every rocket that's gone up. Mm -hmm. But nobody, 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 nobody has ever caught a signal at SETI. Yeah, sure. We got to boot through here. We got to boot through here. The Dyson Sphere Hangouts. Do we really need to discuss that? That's with the astronomers looking for Dyson Spheres around white dwarfs to see if they can find any more Goldilocks zones. Yeah, fine. And number seven, the most useless sighting or the most useless study going on right now that for some reason is being given credence, the NASA UFO study. Oh, gosh. The exploring the unknown. Good old NASA. Thank you so much for muddying the waters. And, you know, I, I love NASA for the great pictures and the live youtube videos that we do but when it comes to anything that has to do with this field i'm gonna just say that my normal my understanding of it is bunk i think that they're they have the sensors and the ability to tell us exactly what's going on where they're at when they're there everything and i think this is just a runaround i think it's a money-making scam i mean I'm I'm right there in agreement with you. If any, if there was ever a time where we should be able to swear on the radio, it has uh-huh. to do with NASA and this entire entire study that they are doing. It is a waste of money. They already know they're refusing to check their own closets and they are refusing to to acknowledge that they have any play in it whatsoever. Don't believe it from me. Go listen to what their own astronauts have said. Their own astronauts. And even Elon Musk recently, who says that his rockets are being followed. Number eight, search for alien artifacts. This is another joke coming out because we hear there's crash retrievals from Chris Mellon, Lou Elizondo, and many others. What more do we need? When you're talking about crash retrievals, this has been going on for, I mean, obviously this year was the 75th anniversary of Roswell. 
we don't need alien artifacts. We already have them. In fact, if you listen to Grant Cameron, they have a fully functioning ship but can't figure out how to turn it on because of whatever they need, consciousness or something. But realistically, this this is where this is what really just bakes my cake because I don't even care how long this has been happening. It's been happening for millennia. They've left things on this planet. They're gifting us things in certain cases. There's no way, if people believe this is 100% nuts and bolts, that a spacecraft's going to fly billions or even hundreds of light years, come here and crash into what? An, some kind of building, a, a watershed, or a. It's not going to happen. They're gifting this stuff. And the fact that they want to sit there and poke us in the eye with the first report that we got saying, oh, yeah, we figured out that one of them out of the 144 was a weather balloon. Come on, Of course guys. it was. Of course it was a weather balloon. What else can it be? God. We only got one minute here. The, the next two are airborne clutter and number 10, exoplanet potentials for extra uh, for life. Look, we already know that there are literally hundreds of planets within what we would call a Goldilocks zone out there. So we haven't proven anything or any signals off of that. Airborne clutter, this is for people who believe that, uh, you know, everything we're seeing is space junk. It's not. It's not. No. Too many people aren't that stupid. And, you know, the the one thing of this all that this report says is, and it really reiterates to me as someone who breaks it on down. There's a lot of dumb going on regarding this subject. And we have to do our best as Spaced Out Radio and other shows that are out there like ours to stop giving credence to the dumb. That's all we can do. Our audience is not stupid. The people who have had experiences are not stupid. Eyewitnesses are not stupid. They know what they saw. And until that's addressed, we're going to continue down the same road. Grant, thank you so much for filling in for little Timmy Senor on the UFO report. It's always a pleasure to hook up with you. And I want to say a big thank you tonight to Swamp Dweller for another great story. And from phantomsandmonsters.com, Lon Strickler coming on in for the final strange days of 2022 and filling in this year for Butch Witkowski, who passed back on January 13th of this year. We miss him dearly, but Lon has done just an incredible job at filling on in for the big shoes that Butch wore each and every time he came on this show. And thank you to all of you for tuning us in as well. We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio, rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in, at work, at home, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, Spreaker, LGAP, Facebook, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag SpacedOutRadio. I know you're out there somewhere.
Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us, because together, my friends, we own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Good night. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's time to recognize you, you sausage-loving genius. For without you, how would we know that Eckridge smoked sausage can be eaten thrice in one day and that you can take your lunch break before noon? Mm-hmm. Here's to you, Eckridge smoked sausage. You do you.